0: Blood Rising Podcast. We are in Season 5. We are journeying through early 90s WCW. We call it affectionately, from Sting to Hogan. And um, we are now going to be in Slamboree 93. It's funny, it's called Slamboree 93. It's the first one, so it's not like Super Brawl. It was not Super Brawl 92. It was just Super Brawl, but whatever. We'll go through it. It's going to be uh, a, a, a kind of a wild show, kind of a fun show to talk about. At least I hope we'll see. I'm William Rinkin, joined of course by Jason Kiesler. How's it going, everybody? and Charlie Stabile.
1: Hey, what's going on?
0: Are you doing plumbing? I always feel like would you say your name you're working on something as you say it like, ah, I'm using this socket wrench. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it just sounds like no. I'm in the middle of I've, <laughs> I've got this uh I've got this air compressor. I'm trying to get working again. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying oh, to get oh, my energy. I know, I know. I know. We're oh, mm-hmm. TL Hopper Stabil over there. We're getting. It's okay. We're, we're. I know we're getting a, a little bit of a later start. We'll hopefully we'll see how long this goes. We're gonna call it in the ring, but um. Slamberry 93. So we last left off with um. It was Clash of the Champions, correct? If I'm not mistaken. I... No, we didn't do a clash. We oh, did and we're from uh, Brawl, didn't it? Super it was Brawl. Went, there was no clash. Yeah. I thought there was because like. I was thinking about that as the show was going because they referenced things from the last show. It's like, well, there's the last show a proper pay per view? So that's all right. But what's neat is like, it does sound like they they definitely did some uh, shit in between. So it's gonna be fun to tackle. Uh, before we, um, so this is this a faction called Slampery '93? A, a Legends Reunion? <laughs> I just love it. It just feels like. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I it feels like a tagline, or it feels like a subtitle to a movie, but not a good one. A legends reunion. It's like a, it's like a direct to video sequel of a streaming movie. Yeah. Is like the title. It's. I getting. feel like this is the sequel to Stealth or something like that. Which, uh, <laughs> <What? no. laughs> with Jamie Fox and the the sentient plane. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, give me Wah- Chief Wahoo McDaniel versus the sentient plane any day. But,
0: not... or um. Well, we'll get to him. There's another guy. I'd love to see tackle, <laughs> playing based on his match here tonight. But no, I hear you, man. But as we always start off, what's always fun is um, our buddy Nick. He's always been a big helper of the show, like helps pull some background from the old Wrestling Observer notes. Some of this stuff is funny to look at in retrospect because of certain things that would end up happening or not happening, really. But it's funny to go through this. There's a lot to get through here, but a lot of interesting stuff. And... Um, I can't, there's some of this, I can't wait. Here we go. As we always do this first, this is, um, this is mostly for Charlie. Everyone can play, though, of course. Number one movie during this time. This is May 23rd, 1993. Man, this is going to be some real work here. Can you name the number one movie from this week?
2: All right, hang on, before we go, I love how Will's like, you know what, I'm stealing Jason's bit. I'm just coming in. I got my Repo Man mask on and I'm going for it <laughs> cuz I had all this pulled up too, you jackass.
0: That's nice. Nick's Go done ahead, this sir. every time before you did it, so I'm sorry. That's always been at the top of his but, notes. Yeah, we
3: we've done What are you talking?
0: I don't know. I maybe are are we Mandela
2: affecting ourselves? I thought we always just did the like the belt light up and then No,
0: we did the number the, uh, one movie. Oh. The
2: last time was the, the last number one movie. Hmm. I know we did it take.
0: That's bacon. your other podcast. Hold on, my wait other a minute. No, no, that, yeah. that, uh, well, if I if I need to break, I I need to show my sources. Uh, I will. Yeah, I will. Oh let's see oh Let's see them. Let's cite them over.
1: What's in that letter? <laughs>
0: but um, why don't you go ahead, Jason? Go ahead. Why don't you lay the do do it your style?
4: Well, well I mean. There.
0: With looking at
2: this, it, it isn't going to be fun compared to last time's box office list uh, on here. That's one of the reasons I, I wasn't going to do it. And then I was like, I wonder how much how different it is. And I was like, Oh, very surprising. It's uh it's not that different. But uh, like, what do you think the number one movie was in May of nineteen ninety three, Charlie?
1: Jurassic Park.
2: <laughs> Wrong.
1: The Fugitive. Wrong. Oh, Jesus. those was my top two. <laughs> uh, um, wasn't the Fugitive like... Euro? Was it Sniper 2? No, wasn't the Fugitive Fall? No, that's straight <laughs> to Cor- That's like a decade with later. Corbin <laughs> and... <laughs> No. No, no, no. Uh, Beethoven. <laughs> <laughs> <What> a... <laughs> there you go. The, the
2: Charles Grodin starring No. Uh, are are you ready?
1: Let me get one more. Let me get one
2: more. All right. All right. The Sandlot. Nope. All right. So out. A- according to Box Office Mojo, the number one movie in May of 1993, or 9- May 23rd, was Groundhog Day.
0: Still. What? Um, that's not what I have. So I don't. That can't I... be right. I No, because like,
1: that, that movie is genu- genuinely considered to be a box office disappointment.
0: I mean,
2: I've got from Box Office Mojo from May 23rd, 1993. This is what it lists. It lists Groundhog Day, A Few Good Men, Scent of a Woman, and Unforgiven. And when I saw that list, I went All back and looked.
0: All
2: movies? <laughs> All holdovers. Um, and then when I looked at Domestic Boss Office for February 21st, 1993, which is the last show... It's Groundhog Day, Scent of a Woman, A Few Good Men, and Unforgiven. So I mean, I don't know what uh, box office bojo is doing, because that's a IMDb thingy.
1: Well, Will, you got your source. What's uh, what's your source? oh uh,
2: sliver. Oh. There's no way sliver was a number one.
0: What? Maybe this. Well, what do you have as number one? The sliver. I'm not. That's what it is. That's that's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not kidding. Oh, sliver. Yeah, sliver.
1: I, oh, I, I was asking what your source was. Oh, I my was source. Like, no, it's the no, no, no. I mean, it's it's
0: it's like you said, it just it, it comes in the email. It's not there's not usually a, a citation that a, attached wait, to it.
4: Wait a minute, What's sliver? I don't know that. Oh, you don't remember? Sliver Sl- was the Sharon Stone, yeah. uh, with Baldwin was it's it? Billy.
2: It's hot. It's a. Oh, it's yeah. a hot movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. Oh yeah. That was the one where he was like, they go out to dinner. He's like, I didn't I give you underwear as a gift? She's like, yeah. He goes, I want it back. Yeah. And then he takes her underwear from her and then sneaks in her apartment and just, you know, does whatever he does.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's wow. a, it's just, a comedy. It's yeah. a good one.
2: Yeah, it had that uh, UB 40 cover of the Elvis song. That was, like, really the big thing that was the staying power for that movie to me. So, and it was Sharon hmm. Stone's, like, last erotic thriller. So this
0: was, <laughs> like, her follow up to Basic Instinct? I mean, oh.
1: Well, she did Basic Instinct too.
2: I mean. <laughs> well, that's. Uh, 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 I mean, like, cause it, it's like she what Basic Instinct, and then there was something else, and then Sliver, and then like a year and a half after Sliver is Quick in the Dead. Well, well casino, don't forget Casino. And, uh, you uh, gotta camp uh, for casino. Skip, I'm well, casino. Not, casino. I'm not
1: skipping Casino. You're also skipping the Specialist.
2: Uh, did I didn't did, think the did, Specialist did, was erotic. Did, did any,
1: <laughs> well, it's not, but I, I thought you were just naming her movies because you named it. The Quick and the Dead isn't either. <laughs> no,
2: but that's that's the next. That's like the it, it. The Quick and the Dead is probably to me her best movie. I mean, also because she produced it and was like
4: <laughs> better than Casino. Yeah, like, yeah are you out of I, your
1: mind, dude! Total no. Recall is better than The Quick and the Dead. No, like, again, no, dude, no, dude, no, I don't dude, think so. No, no, and I love Sam Raimi, but no, that movie's okay. and 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 how
2: long is how long is Sharon Stone in Total Recall? What five minutes? Sure, enough screen to popcorn. make an impression. Well. How long is Anthony the...
1: Hopkins in Silence of the Lambs? <clears throat>
2: uh, Like 11, 12 minutes screen 27.
1: time? 27. 27. Oh, well, there you go. But he won Best Actor. You know, It's <laughs> like the like, same with Marlon Brando in The Godfather. He's in that movie for about the same amount of time. Best Actor.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> well, no one no one said they had good taste and were right. Because the Marlon... <laughs> What was *The Martian* a comedy?
1: Uh, so. dude, you can't go by the Golden Globes for <laughs> really anything. Uh, it's just not. It was never something to be taken seriously. <laughs> Jason, did, do you what have was some... it? What was that Johnny Depp movie that was up for Best Picture? The one that everyone hated. The one with Herman, uh, Angelina Jolie. The The Tourist was that what it was called?
2: Oh, I don't know what you're talking about there, dude. Was that like kind of recent?
1: It's like ten years ago. He like this movie was up for Best Picture, and every comedian who came on stage made a joke about it. And the one that always stuck out to me was they only did that so that they could rub shoulders with Angelina and and Brett and Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's I think it's called The Tourist, and like even when it came out, the reviews were shit, and yet it gets a Best Picture nomination at the Globes. <laughs> what a joke.
2: Do you... well, the Globes are also uh demolished because that what it was one of Sharon Stone's movies she bought the entire Hollywood Foreign Press Rolexes to get the nom oh, and then it got outed and they all had to give them back and they had to, like make a big announcement about it and it was like I it was her it was way. her and her and the movie company the distribution <laughs> company i
4: can't remember who was it, it the was the quick
2: and the dead no yeah 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 cuz that that had the budget to uh that had the budget to go like hey Quick and the Dead is a good movie. It's a solid movie. Fine. Casino is just a third tier version of Goodfellas again. I don't know why you say that. What? I don't know why so, you say that. Why, I'm not, do dude, to not a is, is Casino is
1: an awesome movie. Like that I'm like, not that's
2: a, crazy. I'm not a Scorsese guy. Like it's just oh, like Scorsese's Jesus. made like 5 movies over and over again.
1: Oh, oh, Mr. Marvel Cinematic Universe no, no, over no, here! No, no, like, no I'm not. Here, yeah, here we go. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> give me a break. Jason, do you have number? Right, do you have song? Are... Do
0: you does your do you did? Do you have the song as well? Number one song is that you also? Do you have that?
2: No, I don't. I was only doing that with Taker because okay. it was fun to see how weird the UK just, got. Just,
0: just throwing. I'm not even. It's, it's. Uh, that's the way love goes. It's Janet Jackson. There we go. All right. Mm. The champions now. This I, I I honestly think this may be one of the best lists of champions ever. The WCW World Heavyweight Champion is Big Van Vader. The NWA World Heavyweight Champion is Barry Windham. The U.S. Champion is Rick Rude. The the WCW slash NWA I don't do they even refer? I just heard as WCW Tag Champs in the show. I rarely heard. Did did they call them the Unified Champs at all? Do you guys remember that in the show? Do they? None of this. No. One, no, they just called WCW. They just kind of forgotten about the whole that we spent this year with this whatever. Anyway, the champs, the tag champs, the Hollywood Blondes, and the TV champion is Paul Orndorff. What a list! What a great list of champs. Yeah, that is a really good. You know, WCW you know what's great? Year. They're all heels. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Blondes defeated Steamboat and Douglas. Uh, for the titles at the March 2nd episode of Worldwide, which aired on March 27th. Orndorff defeated Eric Watts for the vacant World Television Championship on the March episode, March 2nd episode of Power Hour, which was also on the 27th of 93's when it aired. Alright guys, strap in. Here we go. So Let's start off with the light material. March 3rd, 93. Carrie Von Eric committed suicide on... Uh, right on february 18th wow. there's a lot of coverage in the observer but you know i it, you know it is what it is all right wcw has announced a new pay-per-view taking place in may called uh, <laughs> Slambury that will focus on old-timers and induct several of them into the new wcw hall of fame uh, bruno sammartino terry funk and billy graham have all turned down the invitation
2: <laughs> wow and Bruno was just there like a year
4: ago, I know, right? he was
0: talking about the... Uh, yeah, he, Yes, he was. Exactly. He was... Not the guy. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to do it. Not my favorite bit. The Ultimate Warrior. Uh, heard of him. He uh, filed a $5 million lawsuit against the WWF this week. One of the more interesting pieces of evidence is a letter, what's in that letter, from uh, <laughs> Vince McMahon that was sent to the Warrior that promises that the Warrior would be paid, the you'd be the highest paid wrestler in the company. Oops. Eh.
1: That crazy-ass contract Whoops. that we've heard about?
0: <laughs> Not, you know. All right. <laughs> um, Larry Zabisco, guys, he quit the WCW booking committee. All right, he quit. He left the, the booking committee. All right. Um, Sid Vicious had a meeting with Ole Anderson this week to try and close the deal for him to return. No scissors were present. Thank you, Nick. That was a great joke. Great joke, and uh, we'll hope that turns out for the best. With uh, with Bill Watts gone, some things have changed. For starters, the planned steroids test never took place because it was scheduled right around the time Watts left, and it just never happened during all the focus on the transition. Also, the mats have returned to ringside, and Bummer Guy's Eric Watts has been getting jobbed out pretty regularly <laughs> since his father left. And oh
2: man. And, I'd love to see some of that. And
0: finally, although not on the show, but in our thoughts, Jesse Ventura is allowed to be funny again on commentary. Watts had previously instructed Ventura to just focus on calling the matches and not provide color to his commentary. All right. March 8. What? What? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'd, I, I, I think sometimes Jesse can take or leave in WCW. I think, like, he, the railroad job he does to Tony is evidence of it. He just yeah. buries the poor guy. March 8th, Jim Ross, he's officially resigned from WCW this week. Not all unexpected, since WCW had made it abundantly clear that he, they had no plans to use him on the air anymore. While they still plan to use him behind the scenes, Ross didn't want to give up broadcasting, which is what he loves to do. That's all I got, Jan. And asked to be released from his contract. Most likely, his contract will have a, a no compete clause that will prevent him from heading the WWE for probably six months. He reportedly left on good terms, as telling friends he's going to worry he's going to move back to Tulsa and look for radio work in the area. We'll see how that turns out. The um, this is the most incredible thing I pulled from this. I really lock in on this one, guys. This, I'm telling you, this is the documentary that I want to see. Here's the full story on the struggle to cremate Andre the Giant's body. Oh my god. Oh, Oh,
4: what the fuck? His
0: written wish was to be cremated within 48 hours of his death. However, it took about two weeks. First, there was no crematorium in Paris that could fit his body, which was 555 pounds at death. A 300-pound custom-made oak casket was built for him, but flights to the U.S. had to be repeatedly juggled around because the cargo holds on most airplanes couldn't fit the casket. When his body arrived in Charlotte, North Carolina, they couldn't find a hearse big enough for the casket, and they ended up carrying it to the funeral home in the back of a truck. From there, a forklift had to be brought in to get it out. After the cremation, Andre's ashes alone weighed 19 pounds, which is is double the weight of a cremated human being. (laughs) <laughs> i'm
2: sorry it's like a bad bit <laughs> in a mel brooks movie it really it just it keeps getting worse, and I, worse. I, I, I'm a drunk. how do we create when, our friends yeah, when man. the constructicons are your pallbearers mm. there's a problem
0: <laughs> we get—we had to use a, a forklift <laughs> oh it's so sad oh, man um Ric Flair will be doing an interview segment in WCW called A Flair for the Gold, which will eventually lead to him returning to the ring, likely in June at Clash of the Champions. Sid Justice, whatever his name is, was in Atlanta last week, and while the deal hasn't been signed, it's inevitable at this point. Word is he'll be getting an old-style WCW deal, which has guaranteed money and complete medical coverage if he's injured. No more Bill Watts deals. (sighs) All right, March 15th, the New Japan... WCW show that took place on January 4th in Tokyo was scheduled to air in America as a WCW pay-per-view this week. One of the matches, Steiners vs. the Hellraisers. But a few days before the show was scheduled to air, WWF sent WCW a nice old letter. <laughs> What's in that letter? Well, I'll tell you what it was. They were threatening legal action if the match aired. The Steiners signed their WWF deal back in mid-December, before the Tokyo show took place. And therefore, they own the exclusive rights to any booking, Televising, merchandising—you name it—of the Steiners. WCW feels they have a right to air the match because they have a deal with New Japan to air the show. WCW initially planned to ignore the letter, but the last-minute Turner's legal department said, "Well, you know, why don't why don't we uh why don't we pull it?" And it's really tough because the, the, it was heavily promoted throughout all of it. In fact, um, here's here's what in, what they ended up doing. <laughs> So, throughout that show, you have Jim Ross, because he was still there at the time. You have him and Tony Schiavone. But then for that last match, <laughs> Eric Bischoff did the announcing. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> apparently according to Meltzer, it's one of the most embarrassing moments in announcing history. Because <laughs> he didn't know who any of the wrestlers were. <laughs> he called them by the wrong names and mispronounced the ones he did get Right.
4: He built a bit of mess backwards.
0: Dave kind of lays into Bischoff here, saying he should have had enough professional pride in his work to have actually learned about the guys a little before calling the match and slams WCW for not making sure they could legally use the Steiner's match before advertising it. Man, man,
1: so could they not just do the show and remove the Steiner match, or was it that integral to the? I show? guess
0: because of all the advertising they'd done, it must it would have been kind of weird, I guess, for it not to be there at all. So they were just like, man, fuck it, or I
1: don't. <laughs> That's such a WCW thing to do, though. <laughs> like,
0: I just... But no, but yeah, I mean, we're we're used to last minute substitutions. I mean, they clearly could have, they
2: could have just called them, you know, Bob and and Steve, and just changed the names. I don't
4: yeah, know. Yeah,
0: it's uh the match they ended up showing. It was a. I don't know. It's a six-man tag. I don't even all right. get. The, uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Whatever. Um, big. Listen to this contract, Big Van Vader, an unprecedented four-year contract that will keep him there through March of ninety-seven. He ha, it makes it the longest-term contract in WCW history. It's for two and a half million over four years, six hundred twenty-five grand a year. Take into account the like ninety-three. That's a hell of a contract that's guaranteed
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, he's um, he's at, it combined with his uh, UW, UWFI deal he signed a couple, I don't know what that is a couple weeks ago it makes him the highest paid wrestler in the business that's that's wow. wild that's wild uh, but you know what's a bummer Kurt Henning was really trying to get him and Scorpio to come to work at WWF I don't know why just those two you go Vader and uh, Scorpio let's get them. <laughs> This <laughs> is so funny. That <laughs> sure, what a right. what a weird
2: team. I mean, just like come on, Mister Perfect, Tuco Cold Scorpio, and Big Bang
0: Vader. Jesus. Yeah, it's it, yeah, but you know, uh, da, 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 da. so they they actually did this for the European tour. They had Sting actually took the belt off Vader in, in, in Europe to lose, like in the beginning of the tour, and then lost it back to Vader before they came back to America. So, they, you know, they were doing some of that over there. I was you know, I was like, all right, well, it's better than facing the prisoner. Ugh, man, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough, tough road. Um, this Jim Rossing, I'm going to skip that. All right. Uh, I'm going to skip that, too. I'm trying to – I'm, I'm kind of calling an audible with some of this stuff because I just want to get to the thing here real soon. There's a couple of these. Uh, man, that set for Flair for the Gold—that's a thirty-five thousand dollars set. Which I mean, wow. Which I mean, f- I mean that—that's that's some coin back then. Because I mean, let's face it, the production value is kind of trash for a lot of these shows. Yeah. Until it shows that set, man. it looks like oh, it's a yeah.
1: regular WCW show. But the second they showed it, I was just like, "Holy shit!" You know? Yeah. Like, it, it, and, and then seen. flair comes out like he's doing the tonight show
2: yeah that's i was gonna i'm i'm really impressed with the commitment to the whole bit yeah. having the intro playing out like you know even when they when it's all over they still play it's like saxophones and stuff are playing it's almost like the good nights on snl it's like it really was like it
0: it it stood out for the rest of yeah. the show no it did all right so this was wild i did not I, I i didn't know if any of you guys had heard of this i never remember hearing about this at the time April 26th, WCW tried to run a show at Madison Square Garden. Well, kind of. The smaller Paramount Theater nearby or in the same complex, which has 4,500 seats. Um, it was by all accounts a total disaster. Uh, for starters, Ric Flair's plane had engine trouble, and he missed the show. He, I, <laughs> all I could think about was the one that crashed. I'm sorry. I couldn't help but laugh. Oh, no. Um, which led to chance for flair and refunds throughout the show. The, share op- the show opened with Ron Simmons versus Chris Benoit in a match that was actually going really good for the first two minutes and then was abruptly stopped, and Dave doesn't know why. Someone in the back apparently gave the order, just stop the damn match. Hopefully, we get more info on that next week. And, the spoiler alert, we don't. After all that, the crowd was really pissed and mostly panned the rest of the show, booing everybody that came out afterwards. So, uh, man, I never knew that they tried to run up in, up in New York. That's kind of funny. That's kind of funny, and it was just that bad. But um, man, um, so do you guys uh, timeline-wise? You know, this is right when this Cactus Vader shit goes down, right?
1: Only because of what they said on commentary. Right. So,
0: the Cactus Vader match. Uh, Aired on WCW Saturday night and was edited for TV so none of the blood was shown. Dave says it was beyond brutal in the most realistic angle WCW has had in years. Despite all the legitimate injuries he suffered in the match, concussion, 24 stitches, dislocated jaw, broken nose, Cactus didn't miss a single booking after. Well, that, that isn't un- <laughs> is until, well, um, <laughs> May, May 3rd, 1993. <laughs> WCW ran its best angle in years between Cactus and Big Van Vader, although it nearly wasn't an angle at all. They had a rematch from the show the week before, and this time it ended with Vader powerbombing Cactus on the concrete floor. Oh, yeah. The the angle is supposed to be Cactus gets injured by the powerbomb, doing a stretcher job and taking a few months off. That all happened, however, in reality. Cactus really did get injured as his head bounced off the floor with a sickening thud. Ooh. Cactus was legitimately knocked unconscious and lost feelings in his arms and legs and was immobilized and rushed to the hospital, all of which aired on television. On TV, it looked like a career life-threatening injury and the live crowd throughout through or thought he had broken his neck. As of press time, all Dave knows that Cactus suffered a severe concussion, which is made more dangerous by the fact that he had already suffered a previous concussion in the other Vader matches two weeks before. The numbness in his hands reportedly still hasn't gone away which could be an indication of nerve damage. No one knows how long he'll be out, but even best case scenario, no one expects him back within the next month. Take a wild guess when we see Cactus again. It's May. When do you think we'll see him again? Beach September. That's how long he's out. Oh.
4: it's
0: Pretty wild. Mm. But last thing I want to say just about the show, this this is pertaining to Slambury in particular. Um, only about 400 tickets have been sold. For, uh, <laughs> for the show in three weeks, so we're at May 3rd. <laughs>
1: no one wants to see <laughs> Tory's phone?
0: Dave says, it's a shame that they can't change plans and go ahead and book a Cactus vs. Vader match <laughs> because it's easily the hottest angle in the business right now. So, um, yep, yeah, there's some, like I said, there's some other really interesting stuff. There's a Hulk Hogan thing in here where this is when he has his match with Great Mood over and and um, uh, for for I forget words. New Japan. I guess it's. Is
1: this the match? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Match? And he taught, and this yeah. is
0: where he throws the WWF title under the bus and calls it a toy. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So that that was that was also during this time. So, um, I real quick about Jesse, since poor guy's not gonna be on the show. Last thing here, um, the Minneapolis Star Tribune did a story on how Jesse, how well or how bad, or you know, we're just evaluating Jesse as the mayor during his term. There's been a dramatic drop in crime. And he's been credited for leading the charge on economic development, and personally talked an 85 employee company that was planning to leave the city into staying. And the story hinted that Jesse may run for uh, the Senate in 1994. Well, it's a way to go, body or mind, wow, whatever you want. Wow. To go. So, yeah, that was a lot of. It, like I said the the Andre thing uh, got that, that was the best. That was the absolute best. That was the best. Uh, that was the best part, for real. All right, thirty minutes in, let's get to the show. <laughs> That's whatever. Um, there's a. I, I feel free. Whenever we get to like one of the eighty promo bits with a legend to jump in, I'll just I'm just here to say who was talk like who was out talking. Please feel free to fill in. Just for this. Oh, well, there's one we're gonna talk course. about. Of course. We start off with the legends in the ring. Go to Terry and Larry, or don't t- Terry and Larry. Terry, Terry, Terry Shivani. <laughs> <Terry Schiavone. laughs> How are you? Um, and this is when we hear Jesse's in the hospital. Ah. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy.
2: <laughs> and like it's like Zabisco's like, hey man, we gotta we gotta pull you off Saturday night.
0: What? And then we, gotta. we cut to I, I I tried to write this for Charlie. I hope he enjoys it. We cut to uh, Max Payne, who's who's uh, playing his. His hit song "Interruption," not it sounds like him trying to do "Eruption." <laughs> not "Eruption." It's it's "Interruption." <laughs> it's just because <laughs> that's what it sounds like at first. I'm like, "Is what is he playing? What is he doing? And is this guy still a heel? Because this doesn't sound like a heel track." Like I was like, are, "What are we supposed to do with this guy?" But we never see him the rest of the show. So who knows? Here he is. There's Max Payne. Everybody, give him a round of applause. Um. Uh go to Eric and Missy for a bit. And then, uh, we're hearing about, we got sting versus the, the prisoner who's just recently come on the scene. And, um, uh, the, the lights go out on Eric and Missy as they're talking, which I was like, is the undertaker here? That'd been great. <laughs> just every, everybody
2: comes over and poor guys is, I, I called it the unsanctioned interview segment. It's the lights out interview. Um, we get a uh, before like when we get to your Terry and Larry segment. Um, it, it's I hope you like not as good hyperbole as uh, Jesse Ventura because Larry Zabisco is going to throw you some good lines here. Uh, Time fears only the pyramids and the legends of professional. He, he wrestling. He thinks this line is so then good. Then he, he, he thinks th- this yeah.
1: is a good it, one. He does because yeah. he nods mm-hmm. to
0: himself like yeah, and yeah. then like he even <laughs> it's it's horrible.
1: I think he says it two or three more times.
0: He does. Oh, he closes the show with it. He thinks it's yeah. it's the curtain. This
1: is it. <laughs>
2: and then we get the same chariot we had for Medusa, oh just my for Moolah.
1: Oh, it's my God. It's like a time machine. And, and <laughs> a really bad time It looks so, so bad. Ha-
0: like, one guy looked like he was scared. Like, why am I here? It looked like, you know what it was? The quantum leap happened to him. He's staring at the camera like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Was it?
1: What the was it is the
2: one thing? guy that didn't get the memo that you should wax? Because there was the one dude who was just like a hairy ass dude. Everyone else is like shimmering, and he's just like, oh, you guys, well, like, <laughs> you, you didn't. You tell can me. tell this is
0: so haphazard because they don't even match. Like they're like I, I think like you would get them like matching trunks or whatever, so it looks a little more mm-hmm. uniform. No, it's just bring whatever you got, guys. We may have a couple extra in the back that you can try on. I mean, just you know, talk to Dory. He may have one. You know. <laughs> talk to him because um, everyone knows dory funk always rolls with
2: 80 extra pairs of underwear <laughs> <laughs> um what 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 are you 42 42 long 42. <laughs> wrestlers i don't know
3: <laughs> so
0: um jason leads us to our first match man um beautiful bobby and chris benoit taking on two cold scorpio marcus alexander bagel who's still the man who's still the rookie of the year the rookie of the year (laughs) yes he is uh so before
2: even get started the match i'm not gonna bring him up because we've talked about him before but uh i saw this tag team and immediately was like oh no all those two cold shoot interviews about buff um oh they are (laughs) they are pretty fierce yeah uh They're, they're just like, wow, man, you really didn't like this guy. Um, we have beautiful Bobby once again trying to prove he is WCW's Wolverine by teaming up with everyone. Um, he's even wearing blue and yellow tights to kind of like seal the deal here. Um, looking at, we get a, a lot of high-fiving for the faces because that's what faces in WCW do, um, constantly high-fiving. And uh, they, they say the line, which I, I couldn't stop laughing when they're like, we know that Jesse is watching – in the hospital. I didn't know hospitals got pay-per-views. I, um, that would be that really was, hard to do. Yeah. Back nurse. Then. Nurse, I need it.
1: I need you to go down to the cable company and pick up a, a special box. Yep. Yeah. Put yeah, it on my... Make sure my... it has the code. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, there was a system back then. Uh, it, no. He's not watching this. He doesn't nope. get it. <laughs> he doesn't. And,
2: and also, there is no WCW hotline. Through the yeah. whole show, because uh, immediately as like during the first match, they normally bring it up, but they're they're not. Uh, Zabisco starts talking Bobby eating up as a great tag team specialist because we know, but for some reason every time Jesse brings or well, Jesse Larry brings up how good he is, it's like an immediate tag team blunder. He hits Benoit, there's a misconnection, all this great stuff. It's just like what what is going on? Um, Shivani calls a neckbreaker. Some form of the root Awakening. (laughs) It's just a neckbreaker, Tony. Um, The cameraman goes heel at some point and keeps Tukul Scorpio from climbing up to the top rope. (laughs) This is fun. Uh, His Scorpio goes, I guess he tried to overshoot it, and does this amazing flipping leg drop slash bonsai drop because he just plants his ass right on top of whoever took that.
1: Uh, That was Benoit.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's concussion number one. But, yeah,
1: there um, it is. Well, I mean, like well, th- yeah. that's it. That's what. Corkscrew fuckbuster. This did. is the corkscrew <laughs> fuckbuster, yeah. without this, a doubt. This
0: is this is what did it. Yep, yep. I mean, he caves <laughs> so, in that uh, motherfucker's
2: head, man.
1: It's bad, man. <laughs> it's real bad.
2: <clears throat> it is bad. Uh, and then, so then he goes for a pin, and Bobby Eaton is physically grabbing the referee's shoulder while he's yeah. counting, and the ref still counts, and even Zabisco just goes, "What was that?". And Shibani just keeps going like hey, it's a count, baby. It's over. Um I don't know, like this wasn't as as hot as the starters it could have been. I think just having Benoit and Two Cold Scorpio do it again to kind of kick off the pay per view and get the crowd hype because you know they just sat and had to watch the uh parade of soon death to come and leave the ring. Um, I gave this a four.
0: For oh, yeah, Charlie.
1: Oh man. I mean Jason Pointed out all the good stuff. Uh, there is there is one note I have, so this will be quick. Uh, Larry Zabisco during this match said, and and I quote, "The video of this event will become a collector's item."
4: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah.
1: I, I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. don't think that's going to no. happen. Yeah. even before even before the network. Uh, yeah, uh, this was okay, not bad. Uh, pretty good idea to have this as the opener. Especially considering what's coming, I give this a six.
0: <clears throat> Whoa, I'm right in between. Shocker! Ha <laughs> ha! I'm at a five. Um, the only other thing I wanted to add is uh, I've, been, I've, I've never really done this. I wanted to try something different with this show and like actually, you know, take a moment to look at signs in the crowd. Uh, there's some dandies tonight. Really good ones. I think their intent was to put Marcus as great. They forgot the C. It says Morris is great. Maris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the newest monster
2: heel, Maris. Maris Bagel is here. To- <laughs>
1: <laughs> like I love this. Yes. Like someone, someone in the production truck had to have seen that, saw the misspelling, oh, yeah. and went, "What? A,
0: what an idiot! We're doing it." This is yeah. the, whoever the spotter is is one of my MVPs of the show because they are on fire with finding just the best signs. That have I mean it is there are multiple uh, really great signs and what I mean by great is like they're totally misspelled it's great Mm -hmm. it's awesome
1: well Atlanta you know (laughs) look at the
0: brain
2: look at the brain trust here go
0: (laughs) go Braves all right um, go go Braves (laughs) that goes we go right into uh, we hear about this whole thing going on now with um, Van Hammer like you know Colonel (laughs) Colonel Robert Parker. I can't. You mean you mean Tom Hanks know, from the Elvis I know, I know. movie? I know. <laughs> you
2: know, that's all he was missing was his supposed to be Southern yet sounds German in the
0: trailer yeah, accent. Yeah, it's we, we don't know where he's from. Yeah, there's definitely uh, it's all over the place. It's a Baz Luhrmann movie, so it's it's only fitting. It's all over the place. But um, oh, uh, boy. <clears throat> Colonel or Colonel Parker though, like, it's not too happy with old Van Hammer who um. He's going to be, I guess he's setting him up for a mystery opponent tonight. Uh, Charlie, take it away, man. This is, a. Uh, well, have fun with it, man. Have a good time. Have a good time. Thank
1: God. Like, so, Van Hammer, um, he doesn't do that guitar thing anymore. I guess Max Payne stole that from him. So, yeah, he gets in the ring. It's weird. You got Colonel Robert Parker doing his, doing his shtick. When Sid came out, I mean, I just came unglued. And then what is this match, like 30 seconds? Maybe. I mean, he just just comes in just do, doing the Sid thing, just powerbombing Van Hammer, which uh, Tony and Larry made it sound like it was an impossible feat. <laughs> like, he's no small guy. I'm like, yeah, yeah, but compared to Sid, I mean, it's nothing. Um, loved it. Nice squash match. I gave it a seven.
0: Is this possibly the loudest ovation of the night? It's up there, right? It's got to be like, it's up there. I don't know if it's the last It's up there, yeah. But
1: it's it's up there, dude. Oh yeah. It's
0: it's the only
2: legit legend. <laughs> it's suspicious. I mean, they're all. You know what I
0: mean. By the way, does it not? Do, I kept wondering: Did Van Hammer's like gear not make it to the show? Yeah, he's is he, not. Is so... he? Is
1: like like transferring to Grunge? <laughs> is like, are we are we close to that yet? <laughs>
2: No, I don't think so. It's the not-so-heavy metal. He's just in, like, a, a unitard. <laughs> it's a minivan hammer. It's more like a minivan.
1: Alternative
0: van yeah, hammer. there we go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's just hammer. What do
0: you think of this, Jason, real quick? <laughs> you, got any, um...
2: Oh, yeah. So, I started having season three flashbacks when we get Sid, a new manager, and a gurney. Um... Because I was like, oh, it's the judge guy with Sid Vicious' whole gimmick of just like powerbombing people through this stuff. Um, Zabisco says, we're going to need, WCW's going to need more gurneys like eight times. Uh, and I was really hoping Shivani would be like, okay, pal, we get it. Uh, but he didn't. Really, my only note about the match is just powerbomb uh, with exclamation points. And I also gave this a seven.
0: I had a seven as well. What's not to like? The, the funniest thing, though, <sighs> in this is like, so. Van Hammer sees the gurney. And is like, I'd rather go beat up the gurney than just go after Sid Vicious. Yeah. What a moron. Probably a well, smart. What a. I don't know. Smart move. Just delay the inevitable a few more minutes. <laughs> uh, um. All right. So we go to this is. Uh, go to Eric Bischoff with who is this McGraw and. Uh, I don't
1: Baskin. know these guys. These ones I don't. Baskin? Know.
0: I don't know. Carol Baskin? No, Frank Baskin. What's his name? Who is it? It's, it's. Uh, does anyone have anything with this? Does anybody have any notes with this? No, I don't either.
4: No,
2: no, not with this no, one. No. It's just another one no. of. I'm gonna say something. Um, maybe this was my catchphrase, but who oh, knows? Because yeah. we didn't really have that back in my day. Woo! My, I,
0: I will say another MVP vote goes to Bischoff having to handle these, and Missy as well mm. having to handle these. Mm. Is such a chore. You can tell these. <laughs> it's the match of the night.
4: <laughs>
2: My whole thing was, where's Johnny B. Bad in all this? <laughs>
0: it's like, yeah, I'm sure that would have gone over well with some of well... these guys. <laughs> so here we go with. Uh, yeah, let's move got on. Our first. Yeah. This is our first Legends match, folks. Now I will say, despite everything we may say about the Legends match, I, one thing I think is cool is like how they give you this mini montage in the beginning of like, you know who this is who they were. Here are a couple clips from either their photos it, it's or. It's like they're nominated for an Oscar. You know what? Hey. I like how they like they actually like they have they're spending no money I, on anything else except for Flair set. Mm-hmm. They're at least like and I I think Shivani works his fucking ass off. He's my favorite person of this show tonight because It's like Mike Tenney. Man, he's got talk about prep. I love when mm-hmm. people are really like super anytime you watch a show whatever or listen to a pod and you're just like, man, that like they've got like the whole backlog. I'm ne- I've, I've never be this prepared for anything, but I admire people who are. Man, he is yeah the PWI almanac right and what's cool is like him. he's got it down to like a couple sentences to where he's not gonna like take up a, a, mecha, a big part of the match he just gives you a couple sentences a couple things here and there I won't say WWF but you know what I'm talking about blah 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 you know I mean he does
4: right he, he won the, that title <laughs> and
0: uh... but um <laughs> but here's our first here's our first one here we go we have Dirty Dick Murdoch Don Morocco and Superfly Jimmy Snuka versus Wahoo McDaniel, Blackjack Mulligan, and Jumping Jim Brunzel. Um, I will say, watching Dick Murdoch work was probably the highlight of this match because man, that guy, that guy doesn't look like he's got much in the tank. But when he pulled out the head scissors, a couple other things, I was like, cool. man, I was like, that guy, that guy looked like he could just go at any point. So hats off to it. But I mean this is a six man that last, what is this like five minutes or less? And it's just, everybody gets in, does a couple of things and we're out. It, uh, get, get ready folks. It's one of many that's going to end this way. It ends in a DQ. Um, and, um, I don't even know who gets DQ. I didn't even I didn't even write who got DQ. I just wrote the finish was DQ. I don't even know if it really mattered. the re- the The referees, bless their hearts, they at some points are just like, "Ah, fuck it." I don't know. <laughs> they they kind of have this attitude the whole night, like, "Whatever, man. We're just trying to get to the end of this." Four hundred people bought tickets three weeks ago. What do you expect? Um, <laughs> but um, now nah, this thing is just it's you know, everyone gets out out there. They get a like a. 30 seconds to a minute of their shit in, and then they end this thing in a schmoz or whatever. It was uh, not as bad as some of the other ones we may say are laborious. Like at least they get in, they get out relatively quick. I don't think this oversay is welcome. Nevertheless, still gave it a four. Still gave it a four. do you think, Jason?
2: Um, I, I really like Chief Wahoo McDaniel. It was just like he was my great grandfather's favorite wrestler. So it was awesome to see him as much as I'm talking about. It's like, cool. But then we don't get to see him again the rest of the night. He doesn't get to come out and do a cool talky thing. Um, Dick Murdoch has had enough. I don't know what that's from, but, like, he just goes in and goes ham. My brain did completely, like, stop when he did the leg position. I was like, oh. <laughs> Like, I thought I had another stroke. Um, had to, like, rewind a little bit and go through it. Uh, we had the the ref doesn't see the tag spot in this match. I'm like, do, do we really need that um, in this particular match? Uh and then I want to, uh, if we can, if this is the night, the Legends Reunion. I I, I know I'm kind of new to the TCW, but can I induct Dirty Dick Murdoch's top rope knee to the back of the oh. neck into the TCW yeah. Hall of Fame? Yeah, <laughs> it's like the only way it could be even more TCW is if the person that was taking it was also on the top rope and it was to the outside. But, uh, ex- ex- be it that just looks like I it. love
0: how the crowd tries to laugh at him. So he slips a little bit. And he's like, "Yeah, fuck you. Watch this," <clears throat> and just like, "Yeah,
2: yeah." <laughs> Yeah, and then at some point I don't even know why I like the the smas I guess they just it you know it was one of those everyone comes in and the ref just like fuck um uh, like ring the bell everyone loses uh but this was a 3 but Wahoo gives it an extra point so I gave it a 4.
0: Charlie, what'd you think? Did you uh, you know, you like this is it a 9, is it a 10 for you or what? What is it? <laughs> this is
1: this is fucking terrible. <laughs> I uh, the, the absolutely the best part is whatever the hell happened to Jimmy Snuka at the very end, I think Wahoo chopped him when he came off the ropes, and he just went, I'm just going to try to kill myself. Oh, yeah. Uh,
4: I, I, he, yeah, like, where he I, hits I had the to head, head on the table?
1: Him. Yeah, like, he just like, gets chopped in the middle of the ring, and then he keeps running, and then he goes, like, chest first into the ropes, and just super flies right over into like Tony's lap. It's just a ridiculous looking spot. Uh, it, <clears throat> this, yeah, I don't like the DQ because it, it's like they couldn't agree on a winner. I will say, I will say this, it's cool uh, to see these guys because I don't like, and this goes for the whole night. I know whom I know just about who all these guys are, but I don't think I've ever seen them wrestle. So, <clears throat> like, it's it's really cool like to see Wahoo McDaniel, who, uh, yeah, my dad used to talk about him too. Um, and these are basically guys I've only heard about and read about in, in old books and stuff. Um, I, my favorite quote, uh, from, from the match comes from Tony Schiavone. I'm not sure if he meant anything by this, but i <laughs> dirty dick with a head of steam. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it took me a second and I was like, oh, oh yeah. So <laughs> that was pretty funny, but, um, Outside of that and that ridiculous snooker spot, I just, I just thought it was pretty much trash. I gave it a two.
2: So n- <laughs> everyone gets a point for effort. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, well, I was very entertained by the quote and that snooker spot. So I, I can't just give it a one.
0: <clears throat> so I think this is what we were looking forward to, which is next after we all watched the show the last couple of days here. Um, we have the assassin and Mad Dog Vashon with Missy Hyatt. And I just want to say real quick about the assassin, because Mad Dog's obvious. Not... These guys who show up with masks and, like, their suits on act all proper, like, they're accountants or whatever, like, well, Dude, you know. <laughs>
1: what, was, what was what he said, like, the first thing? He's like, well, to clarify, <laughs> yeah." You know, like, he says something like that, and I just started laughing. I was just, he sounds like a perfect gentleman
0: <laughs> like, when he's talking. So who, all right, who wants to start with what Mad Dog does here? Because this, this is probably the, <laughs> this is... This is incredible. Who, who wants, Jason, you want to lead off? What, you, lead us off with what Mad Dog was doing. It, like, we have a
2: lot of fun moments with Missy. You know, a lot of times she does it to herself and she's fine being the butt of the joke or the kind of thing. And this is like the one time I really genuinely felt bad for her because Mad Dog just, you know, etches his breath out to say his line. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and move over. Uh, and he just grabs her and pulls her over. I wasn't done talking yet. And then proceeds to cut a promo. And she, you can see her shaking. Like, she's yeah. legitimately shaking. And it's not overdone. Like, she's pretending to be scared of this guy. Uh, like, I think she's legit kind of concerned for a minute. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I'd be too if I was standing next to the man called the assassin. With a vocabulary that uh is maybe two thirds that of Nick Bakwinkles, but yet just like what is going on here? But yeah, it is uh it's kind of uncomfortable to watch. Uh it's funny in that sense, it's like, oh man, it's <laughs> look at that. You know, like you said, everyone that uh, Missy Ann and Eric both deserve props for putting up what they put up with, but she really deserves a lot uh for what she put up with. Cause I think you don't see her again for like two more interviews, right? Like they, they go to alternate. She's like, nah, I need a minute, <laughs> I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Ch- uh, Charlie, what'd you think of this? Like, what was your, um, <laughs> what's your takeaway from very, this? very uncomfortable. Uh, I, I mean, you know,
1: like Jason said, we do have fun with Missy and, and it, it can, I like the, I like when she has banter with people and, and it, it, it has that air of fun to it. And this is just not that. And you can, I mean, granted, like I don't blame her at all. He was done talking or he just stopped talking. Like he, even if you look in, because I had, I looked at his face. He looked like he was done. And yeah, Missy, I, I, I think Eric Bischoff would have done the same thing yet. So, and you can tell that she was a little bothered by it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's weird to see something like that, especially nowadays and, and plus the fact that we I've ne- we I don't think either of us any of us have heard about this before uh, and, but you know it's I can see why she would have been scared absolutely it it does put a little bit of a, a damper on like for the next I'd say 10 or 15 minutes because I couldn't stop thinking about it for a little bit but you know eventually I, I moved on
0: I kept wanting to, when they when they cut to the the high angle wide shot I, was, I kept trying to look at the stage and see like if there was any fallout that was going down cause they, Oh you, yeah. It didn't, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Like, like
1: if, if flair had done something like that, he would have made it playful, you know, like, Whoa, 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 sweetheart. Like, like just kind of, you know, like just have a, a a light airness to it. And no mad dog, Deshaun just, I wasn't done talking and he just keeps going into it. Like he doesn't try to ease her, her timidness at all. Uh, that I think that's uh, that would have made all the difference if he had done that, but you know what are you gonna do?
0: Well, Jason, why don't we why don't you take us away with our next Legends match as we have Ivan Koloff and Baron Raschke versus Thunderbolt Patterson and Bob Armstrong. <laughs> Well, the Armstrong part
2: is right. (laughs) That's not where the question mark goes. Uh, Of course, the true legend of WCW, the last-minute substitution. Um, Of course, he's got to be there tonight. Uh, But, uh, you know, apparently Bob Armstrong has had a bad knee surgery, so he's not there. But uh, his son, Brad, old Candyman, comes on out to wrestle in jeans. And... The sad thing is, is this is kind of sort of a comedy match, but because of the, you know, and, and not trying to sound stupid and harp on something. It was like just a little bit of the the weird vibe. The uh, dad just slapped mom at Thanksgiving vibe that the previous uh, uh, interview segment gave. It kind of ruined it because, you know, Koloff and Rasky, they're trying, you know, at least Rasky is like trying to ham it up. He keeps his robe on for like three quarters of the match. It looks like he's having a good time. Whatever Thunderbolt Patterson's got going on, hey, good for him. Um, I I like how Larry's like, you know, he's just doing these weird movements. You just can't get a good time with him. Uh, And it makes it difficult to prepare for him. Sure. Uh, You know, you got Rasky who puts the claw on. And the only problem is, still to this day, Jim Carrey has ruined the claw for me. Well, not really Jim Carrey, (laughs) as much as Carrey Elway's. Has ruined the claw for me. <laughs> oh no, it's the claw. Like that's just the first thing I think of anytime someone locks that on or says it. Uh, I will say this: a double chop to the throat is probably the most realistic finisher in all of wrestling. Oh, yeah. That's a TCW finisher, really dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is fierce. <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, come here. What? Oh, <laughs> you're done yeah. uh, on here. So, uh, you know, this was uh, it. it you know, just like the last one, didn't really overstay its welcome. Uh, you know, I had a a decent good time. Some laughs with it. I, I gave this a four.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I... I Charlie, what... Actually, you go first. What, what did you have for this match? I think my dog's having a dream. Yep, Luna. Sounds like uh, British Bulldogs late 90s yeah. WWF theme starting <clears throat> up over there. No, yeah. Luna's <laughs> having a dream. She's having a dream right by the chair
1: here. This big old white Aww. dog is, is having is a dream. Is she... <laughs> Is she gonna come out with the Bean Street posse behind her all of a sudden <laughs> rock bottom into the dog poop yeah. uh, what, you uh, think it was it seems it seems like from the second this this whole thing starts to right when Brad comes out, uh, Bob is having his, his, his knee operation because the, the, they don't make it sound like Bob's not gonna be here up until the point where Brad until Brad uh, comes out. Uh, so it's just kind of weird that that they wouldn't just be honest with that up front. Uh, I thought, but, um, I do like that Baron can't headlock Thunderbolt and it's because of his hair and he just, he tries it twice and he just keeps sliding off and then he tags in, uh, Koloff and Koloff just gets in there and just freaking clotheslines him. He's like, see, like, just, you know, just try a different move. Like, like, like that works. Um, I love right at the very beginning of the match when, uh, Rashki and Koloff both take turns trying to figure out who can be the less decipherable on the microphone i could i i couldn't get a word out of wh- whatever the hell they were saying uh this this was not good uh this is a three
0: uh yeah i had the same i mean i don't have anything else to add to that that's all i got i have a three as well i mean like some you know i i love the double chop that's great thunder and I'll tell you, man, you can definitely see where some of these guys were really like, really popular back in their day with the way they could fire up. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. It's fine. I mean, again, it's, it's short. Thankfully, you know, if, you, if it's as long as it's short, it, it, you know, you can at least move on quickly. You know, it's not some, you know, 15-minute time limit draw with, you know, guys that clearly don't want to do they business. They wouldn't dare do that. But they would never do that. On they show. would never do that. Mm-hmm. Never no it's
2: it's it's also like that's why quick and the dead is better than casino it's like a good 96 minutes as opposed this to uh, over is literally the, two the worst hours
1: of... take i have heard yeah. yeah yeah like this is just so awful Yeah, cape fear and after hours the same movie absolutely yeah and just get
0: it's just see, it's totally, I, mean, I mean just Sharon someone My, alone mine. she is so good in casino she is so yeah, good man. in casino it's didn't she get an Oscar she nomination did. for it? She did. She did. Yeah, she did. yeah, yeah. She's great in that yeah. movie. All right. Um. Is it now time? It's time for Flair for the Gold, right? Is that it? Sure. It is. All right. So
1: uh, another card subject
0: to change. I, know, I love how it's we set it up and immediately <laughs> change it, like with like it was. A, Sorry, he's having an operation too. Yeah. So are we gonna get a horseman reunion? <laughs> Spoiler alert: no. Um, no. No. Double A comes out. He cuts a promo and on his match with uh, Barry Windham. Flair says Tully uh, didn't show. He stood him up. Um, so I guess so much for the reunion. <laughs> it's all right. Within like three yeah. minutes, our hopes are dashed. Um, and-
2: guys, we, we know, we know we said the four horsemen would be here. What we meant is four guys who have horses
0: <laughs> are going to be here. Um, and Rick Flair. Only Anderson comes out. Not much important that he says. really not really. Um, and then Flair introduces the newest member, the newest member of the Four Horsemen. Um, it's a uh, Paul Roma. <laughs> chorus of booze. <laughs> I I heard more of a chorus of indifference. It's like eh. yeah. <laughs> really? I'm just kidding. I'm what? kidding. No, they booed. Who's they that? booed. No, I'm. Kidding. Okay. It uh, does seem like it was like, oh, you mean the other guy in uh, Power and Glory,
3: huh? All right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 was he Power or Glory? <laughs>
2: Oh, neither. There's two. There's two people in the team, and it's called Power and Glory. And he's neither one of the people in the name. It's, it's, uh, just immediately you see Paul. Like he goes, "Woo, Paul Romo." And I immediately cut to Norm McDonald from Dirty Work. Who's that dude? Just like this, just immediately comes into my head. Just, just all these people. Just like great. Uh, you mean to tell me Sid Sid Vicious is here?
0: He's not.
2: He's not your guy. You don't want to grab him to come back to the Four Horsemen. Well, what's so okay. funny is
0: it's like, well, Oli's not wrestling. Flair isn't mm-hmm. right now. Like, he, he kind of throws out a challenge for the blondes. Um, Arn Anderson's working, of course. And then you got Roman. So it's like, do we really even have four horsemen here? Do we really even have an active four? No. no. <laughs> well, what do we have? Not
1: even J.J. Dillon comes no,
0: up. No, not even
1: J.J. Like, it's-, <laughs> it's weird. Where was J.J.? Well, uh, well,
2: you know. Barry, Barry Windham turned him too. He didn't, He's with W. He didn't, I love how it's Barry. Windham.
4: Is he with WWF? Right
0: Cause is he not like about to like kind of take help with the whole. With the steroid. Yeah. Right. And that correct. And are are we in that? Possibly. Yeah, all right. So this whole thing was a lie from the beginning. Just a, yeah. Right. Tully was probably at home. Like <laughs> they paid me 500 bucks to stay home. <laughs> that shit's funny. <laughs> you can get a new couch.
2: Um, I can't wait to get fired by FTR as their manager so they can turn face and have Bret Hart come manage him just for Bret Hart to sign a contract with WWE weeks before he was supposed to show
0: up. Oh, what a self-saboteur. Unless, maybe. It's true. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get that Steve Austin-Bret Hart finale that we've always been hoping for.
2: <laughs> the finale oh, i am hoping out for is your bid. Is your <laughs> bid with the freaking... Bret, Stone, Steve Austin. <laughs> It's the old folks' home prank calling. That's the finale I'm holding (laughs) out for. Uh, All
0: right. Uh, So now we we have uh, uh, Johnny Valentine uh, is at ringside, guys, and we get a promo for Beach Blast. I don't know if Johnny Valentine may have been the best pick to come sit at ringside of all the guys that were here, but here we. You know, I didn't even (laughs) realize that he left (laughs) until just now.
1: Yeah. Captain Charisma Johnny Valentine, <laughs> when, when did he leave?
2: <laughs> he was there from the beginning. He <laughs> was just the whole time. <laughs> he was
0: there the whole time.
4: <laughs> so, wake just, he up. didn't have his mic on. Wake his mic up. was not on, yeah. and
0: nobody told him. Like he's just sitting there. <laughs> it just seems.
4: <laughs>
2: it feels like it's something like out of Major League, where there would be, you know, here's here's God. I, what, I'm brain farting, Charlie, commentator for Major League. You can Harry Doyle. Yeah, Euchre. Yeah, so Bob, here's Bob Euchre, you know his guy who never lets talk. And then like would be the bit, there would be like the old legend bi- baseball player right there who never says a fucking word and may or may not be dead. That's not what this guy <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: was. It was just yeah. like they'd be like, "How, how, Johnny Valentine? Oh, yes. <coughs> How's the match? Oh, the gravy's delicious. Um, <laughs> but no, I don't know and. It's about as exciting as this. Uh, what we'll, oh, we'll call man. this one an off an off Broadway.
1: Uh, yeah, an off Broadway is. Can we also point out that Steve Austin just had his last mm-hmm. match, and he, how old is he now? Fifty eight. Yeah. Yeah. And how good he looked. Oh yeah. And then you look at all these guys. They've got to be around the same age that Austin was just just recently, and and how just not good anyone looks. Well, <laughs> it's a different time, Charlie. I guess it I was. I guess this works
4: out
0: great. Charlie, This is your—is this your match? You get this, don't you? Oh, I yeah. yeah. It's so. Charlie's match. God, I hope no, this
1: so. is good. Because I have the most <laughs> notes, I think, for this match. Oh, you do, do you?
4: Whoa. I do. I, do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you're going to be surprised. I think you'll be surprised. Okay. Oh, I hope not. So, so <laughs> what is this? Dory Funk Jr. with Gene Kaniski versus Nick Bockwinkle with Vern Gagne. Uh, they... Tony and Larry talk about how this is AWA versus NWA. This nonsense about how politics kept this sort of thing from being happening uh, back in the day. Um, this is a very, very old school type match. So you have to go in with that kind of mindset. Uh, I, it starts off. Let's let's go with slow. Uh, Dory Funk's uppercuts and neck vices look pretty good. Uh, we this is. Where we get, Actually, this is when I first noticed that we got our first uh, mention of the WCW Legends Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, which is a mouthful, but this is the first time I heard it during the show. I could be wrong. Um Winkle, lots of good forearms, look pretty good, a lot of rest holds, and then we get this announcement that ten minutes have gone by, and there's five minutes left. And then the match takes a little bit of a turn. Uh... This gets pretty. I do kind of like the last five minutes of this match. Uh, Dory Funk's pile driver it looked like he was trying to kill him. Uh, that thing looked awful. Then we get a uh, time limit draw. And then they kind of do this thing where they say their goodbyes to the audience and whatever. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't hate this because uh, I'd had those two previous Legends matches to warm up to. And. Those got me in the right mindset. I've seen a few Nick Bockwinkel matches before, so I like his match of Hulk Hogan, for instance. So I, I knew kind of what to expect there. Um, this was okay. I I know you guys are probably going to feel different. I really didn't mind this. I gave it a six.
0: Huh? I know. I know. Jason, what'd you think?
2: And I'm the one with the bad take. Anyway. Um, so it's not even close. It, but... It's uh, <laughs> uh, looking. It's I get where you're saying like the previous two matches kind of get you in that old school mindset. It was just like to me, it was almost reverse of that. It's like I'm just ready for for this pace and type of match to be over with, and then we get one. And yeah, 15 minutes is not that long. Uh, you know, so it definitely doesn't. I have the the oh well it's definitely gonna overstay its welcome. To me, it got a little close. I mean, yeah, the last third of the match really picked up, which is good. Um, you know, this is when a match should really get going, uh, on here. But it just, I don't know. My favorite spot in the whole match was at some point Dory Funk just kind of goes, "Hang on a minute, I need to talk to my corner guy," and just hangs out and talks to, to I can't remember whoever it is. It doesn't matter. Tennessee. But the the ref is just like, "Okay, okay, give him his time." Like, what is that? I didn't know you could do that uh, in in wrestling. Uh, there's, like, just blatant interference, and the ref's just like, fuck it. Uh, I'm done. And then uh, I figured this would be the part that you really just, like, latched onto, Charlie, is when the Remind time, me. when the, be- the bell rings, the 15 minutes is over, and with all the exuberance in the world, Larry Zabesco... Give him five more minutes
1: and I, <laughs> I didn't say that <laughs> and, and I was just like, oh man. Uh I didn't want no. that. I didn't want no. that. I was like, no. I'm okay for the first time ever, I'm okay with a draw. Like I,
2: I don't mind draws. They're they're good every once in a while, and they're good if like there's a point and really the point with this one was like, well, these two this, you know, as Larry Zabisco said, this is the match that never happened. So this way, no one loses. But in this instance, matches that have no stakes, that end in draws are like TV shows where the whole episode turns out to be a dream at the end. So they really just wasted your time uh, because no, there's no character development or plot movement. That's how I felt about this one. I gave it a three.
4: Mm.
0: Do we do negative scores? Do <laughs> Really? <laughs> no, we kidding. don't do I'm negatives. I will say, the thing that was the... F- I laughed. I was sitting outside while my tire was getting replaced on my car. I laughed so hard um, as people were walking in and out of Costco when I saw Gene Kanitsky just roll in and break up that figure four and leave. And the referee's like, Yeah, hey, you know, all right, well, well, I'll let it go this time. Uh, it's They're old. <laughs> they don't know. He, he just goes... I, I could not tell if this was supposed to be a part of this or not. Cause the way Randy Anderson reacts, he's just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> um, well, there's a lot of waving
1: yeah. of uh, rules Like no one seems to know about the over the top rule anymore oh, no. tonight.
0: Well, there's a there's like, a we'll get there's a hilarious double standard or not even double standard, just a weird complexity with how NWA views some things and whatever. We'll get to it in a sec. But I was, yeah. The toughest part about this man is like, it's just two guys that don't want to like look bad, and. I mm-hmm. hate that. Like, it's it's like the Goldberg Lesnar match where it's like, well, I, I don't. I, everybody's trying to protect them, especially these legends. Because I, I think we've seen this before. Whenever we see like the, the this type of, there's that reluctance to, you know, there's still that reluctance to do the job to certain people. It's like, oh man, come on, man. I just wish there had been a little bit more. Like, here we go. You get this in. I'll get this in. We'll go back and forth. End it in a draw. Fine, whatever. Man, um, I just gave it a one. I don't need to go into hyperbole. I just gave it a one, all right? I gave it a one. I gave it a one. That's one. what I gave it. I gave it a one, all right?
2: I'm pretty excited because I think my streak of having the lowest overall rating is uh, is coming to an end.
0: Uh, all right. All right. All right. I think so. All right. It was just tough. I just... I. It's like two people doing improv, but they nobody will say yes. Will say yes. <laughs> that's what it. Come on, give us a location. Any location will do. Doctor's office. No. Nine eleven. No. <laughs> and that's just tough, man. I just because I, I'm like you, Charlie, I've seen that whole Hogan match with wink I've seen a couple other things. I'm not going to say I. I if any, if I've ever seen anything with Dory Funk, it was something with Terry because they showed a Terry thing on, you know, WWF. So I, I didn't have much to go on there. But all right, all right, all right. All right. Um, we go to Luthes, Bob Geigel with Eric. Anything out of here, guys? Anything you want to bring up with this little back and forth? Anything here? So how old is Luthes? Because they say uh,
1: he won his first world title in thirty seven. He's ninety eight. <laughs> He cannot be 98 here. He, 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 He's not. No. He's not 98. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't like, know. I, I,
2: th- I think my favorite thing Luce said it was, you know, I was in the back and that stunning Steve guy just coming at me, I love your press. I, I'm going to use it all the time.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, okay. it's funny. He's probably more known for that than he is for nowadays for any other if, wrestling.
0: I don't know if you guys counted I didn't how many people how many of these legends go out of their way wink wink stomp on the foot this WCW is where it's at for professional Oh dude. Oh man,
1: it, it's like a, it's like they have Bruno
0: San Martino did this too. You can see the in that show we watched a while you ago. You can see the checks just falling out of Vern Gagne's pants as he talks about how much he loves uh WCW is the king of wrestling today. Yes. Yeah, the best
1: wrestlers, the best talent. And like I said, WWE never did this. It's, like, it's always the lesser company that has to tell you how much better
0: right, they are. Right. Always. So now let's we get back to our current WCW stars here as we have a have a dandy one, a dandy of a matchup here. Um, we've got Ravishing Rick Rude, the U.S. champ, teaming up with Paul Orndorff, as we said, the television champion. Taking on Dustin Rhodes and his partner, Kinsuke Sasaki. Um, this was pretty fun. I, had a, I thought this was a pretty good match overall here. Um, I My favorite part, because I, I know we made the joke on the pod, Charlie and I, we always go back to this joke with Rick Root. The way he dresses down Sasaki in the beginning of the match. Like You look That's like amazing. shit. You look like
1: yeah. <laughs> You're the import from Japan. Yeah, the, yeah just, just the way he
0: circles them. <laughs> <laughs> um, this ends with the Rude Awakening on Sasaki. Rude and Orndorff pick up the win. Um, there's obviously some great heat here. Obviously, the crowd loves doing the Paula chant with Paul with Paul Orndorff. You get some great work. Anytime Dustin's in there with either one of them, because he was kind of bouncing between both, obviously a little bit more with Rude because of the U.S. title. But um, I thought this was a, I thought this was a really good match. I gave it a six. I thought it was a very solid, fun tag match. Um, really picking up the pace after these last three, uh, you know, ones that we had. What'd you guys think, Jason? What'd you think?
2: Thank God it's Rick Rude. That's like my note. It just it is it is incredible. It was it's always good to see him. Right now especially that music, simply ravishing, is still incredible. Uh, theme song. I mean, it doesn't fit with a heel, but who cares? It's amazing. I'm a little sad that Mr. Wonderful is back to robe Mr. Wonderful, not hardcore icon (laughs) that we got from the last show, you know? Uh, But uh, I like their matching robes. I mean, these two, that would have been a a hell of a tag team kind of running, you know? You got Ravishing Rick Rude, Mr. Wonderful. You see how, you know, what real men look like, and there's two of them. Uh, Like, I love that circle spot, and then Sasuke does it to Rick Rude. It was real fun. It's like, Oh, it's like, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't look like shit. You look like shit. Um, but Rick rude, it it can't be said enough. Like the dude makes everyone look like their most powerful person in the world. Anytime they do anything to him, just imagine you're like a kid and like you're, you go over your buddy's house and your buddy is Rick rude's kid. And he comes to play wrestle with you. And he's like, hit me. And you hit him. And just Rick rude sells for you. Like he sells for other people. Just be incredible. He's like, Oh my God. Uh, I love it the the tiptoe spot. I mean, it's you know, I just miss Rick Rude's adamantium abdominals that he had when he first showed up, where he just had people punch him and wouldn't budge, you know. And I, I miss those, but still, it's it's where it's at. I also gave this a six.
0: Charlie, did you like this? Was this a was this a good time?
1: To hear simply ravishing, which is my favorite WCW theme song ever. Which I, I only recently learned that it was Rick Rude's least favorite theme that he ever had, uh, which is very sad to hear because I mean the song is just perfect, like just an, it's awesome. It's great to see him come out. Uh, I I was I was totally digging that there were two of them and that they were circling, and then we got that stupid natural song of Dustin starts playing uh. and it's too early, and like they and they're still doing the circle thing and they don't acknowledge the song. Which tells me that they just jumped the gun on hitting Dustin's song. Um, so that part I was a little upset about, but yeah, it's great seeing Rick Root. I love the dressing down of Suzaki. The atomic drop cell is in, is in this match. Uh, the reverse tombstone spot was pretty cool. You didn't see that very often back then. Um, it, the match ends the best way it possibly could, which is a Rude Awakening. Suzuki almost does a Vince McMahon at WrestleMania thirty-eight cell with it. But uh, <laughs> he almost drops too early, and Rude's like, "Uh-uh, motherfucker!" Uh, <laughs> no. he just like he just he doesn't let him drop early and um. just drives him down. It's it that's cool. The match is all right. I just I'm like Jason. I love Ravishing
0: Rick Rude. I give this one a five. Did you know it's it's the quintessential. Rick Rude promo, the verbatim. It's the yes, it mm-hmm. is. I noticed that yeah. too.
1: Yes, yeah. Great time,
0: very cool. Man, this was a cool highlight. Gordon Solie, yeah. And uh, you know, he has to put
1: up with these idiots in Atlanta during the moment of silence. The <laughs> moment, yeah.
0: But, you know, what I absolutely love was like you could tell he was you know he was taken in by the moment, and he was like, I got so let's let's, let's proceed, let's proceed. Yeah, I- I- can I do this I now? Mm-hmm. did you guys notice like there are times like, he's just moving the cards and he's not even looking at him. He's, n- he's not even looking at him. Dude. yeah I also I was like what the hell did are the guys cards noticed, for he was doing the classic <laughs> backstage spot where an announcer like spreads their legs apart so they look smaller he was still doing it in the yeah. ring <laughs>
4: yeah
0: it was- he, he does
2: have a, a good uh, well I'm gonna say a good line he says a great many living legends will that will not be here tonight because they passed on yeah, yeah.
1: Kind of. So, mean, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I was a little confused on that one. I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yep. I mean, like, I
2: get it. You're caught up in the moment, but uh, yeah. Like, so they're not living legends.
1: Right. Right. They, so, you have to be alive to be living. Yes. Uh, but this is exactly. when we find out okay. ex- just exactly who's going into this Hall of Fame.
2: That's
0: right. <clears throat> All four of them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, Once again, ninety-eight-year-old (laughs) Luthez, Vern,
1: who just wrestled in Japan two years ago.
0: I want to see. That's what they said. Wouldn't have been great if they did a Raw's War. Opening, but it's all Luthez just. What's up
3: after the base so joke for me? <laughs> it's
0: just Luthes' prices the all time. <laughs> I want to see Luthez smashing a beer can against his head. Jesus. <laughs>
2: Because is the sandman. He comes like, don't, don't, don't,
0: walking through the burning warehouse to the ring that's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> taki- <laughs> 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 oh, oh, Do we get the uh,
2: the SummerSlam 98 Highway to Hell with uh, Dory Funk Jr. and Bachling? Bot- you
4: know. ed- Just- yes.
0: um, and then uh, Vern Ganya number two, to be inducted in. And then, uh, I this
2: <laughs> odd choice, right? The, this wait, this uh, Mr. Wrestling is an odd Mr. choice. Mr. Wrestling too. It's I'm, not that Mr. Wrestling. It's
0: it's it, it's, it's Gordon Solie's little anecdote that he throws in here. Yes, where yes. he says that he was said, like apparently he was friends with the Jimmy Carter. The family. Jimmy Carter thing. And they 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 asked him to come to the inauguration, but they said you can't wear the mask, so he turned him down. Dude,
1: dude, K-fabe I'm sorry to the
2: core, man. That like... is incredible. Because like, it's it's 1990. Who's gonna check? <laughs> you can't. You can't right. verify that. Excuse me, Jimmy Carter. Uh, yes. Did you invite Mr. Wrestling Number Two to the inauguration? And he said no because he couldn't wear a mask. Well, I think so. <laughs> Let me I mean, ask that's my plenty wife. of time to
1: grow a beard. Unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just reminds me of that lawsuit between those uh, those two wrestlers from like the 70s. I can't remember which two guys it was, but basically if the guy wanted to win, he had to basically bake, break kayfabe in order to do it, and he wouldn't do it even though he was the one who instigated the lawsuit. Oh, was it Viano 1 yeah. and
0: Viano 2?
1: It was, it was, man, like, like he, the case got thrown oh,
2: out. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what my, why can't there be a, like it's, it's 2022. Where's Mister Wrestling 13 at? Like, I think it'd be a hell of a gimmick. You're just the new Mister Wrestling, and you get a, you get an arbitrary number. Skip and a few numbers.
4: S-
0: yeah, yeah. Don't be
2: stupid. Don't be three. You know, just like I'm Mister Wrestling, Mister Wrestling six.
0: His ovation is huge, huge. <laughs> Huge.
2: I mean, which adds legitimacy because they're in Atlanta, where Jimmy Carter's.
1: Oh, did you also catch that part where they said that they're the 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 wing of the Hall of Fame is going to be at the CNN building? I was like, yeah, all right, (laughs) we have a physical. That's why (laughs) Scott Scott Steiner wanted to. There's a physical Hall of Fame. Like WCW actually had a physical Hall of Fame in the CNN building. Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. Oh, he's Anderson Cooper, and oh, Anthony Bourdain, yeah, God rest his soul. Oh, Mr. Luch. Wrestling number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think, what time?
2: what time Warner bought CNN, they just come down and there's like that wing and go, what is this
1: shit? <laughs> these plaques. They're just in a box. <laughs> <laughs> They're in that building somewhere. Maybe oh, that's man. where maybe that's what DX was looking for when they went up to the to the CNN building <laughs> they're just like where is that Hall of fame
4: what <laughs> what's in that Hall of just, fame was, yeah, There it is. <laughs> yeah, there it is finally last
0: one real quick fourth one is Eddie Graham he's he has passed on yeah. so Mike Graham is there to accept it for him, which is a nice moment I'll be honest I knew like I was like I I had heard the name but I knew very I, he was I'd heard the other three I was like oh yeah yeah but I, I don't remember much about Eddie Graham at the time. You know what I mean?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right. So here we go. Let's go into. Uh, hey, Missy's back, folks. And uh, never fear. Let's try uh, it again. Yep. <laughs> She's here with uh, Mr. Hawaii uh, uh, and uh, John Tallis Is that a John Tallis Is it Tallis Anybody? I don't, I don't know. Who, uh, who knows? I don't know these guys. She's a little thirsty, though, in this segment, man. She, yeah, she is getting a sugar dad. Yeah, yeah, one of the. T- yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how the guys like. Can you put on this monocle for me? Like, what kind of perv? Sh- yeah. What kind of perv shit is this? Put, put it on. Put it. Put it on your feet. So <laughs> Just, weird. Yeah. So anyway, all right. You, you know where to put it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Gross. Oh, yeah.
0: It's like a oh. Nuva ring, but with glass. Uh, <laughs> Let me get a peek. <laughs> So that leaves us next here. We got a. Uh, well, we got Sting versus um, the Prisoner. What a
2: great follow-up to to the <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> if you're booking yeah. this,
1: why would you do this? <laughs> yeah, when you're talking about the best talents in WCW, and then the Prisoner comes out, you know, just I'd like I'd like to see the Prisoner having a conversation with Mr. Wrestling too, backstage, you yeah, know, just. I just love am just looking for some pointers, man. Yeah. <laughs> being that you're uh you're friends with the president,
2: can I get a pardon? Yeah. I'd really, I'd really like to stop being the prisoner considering I, I come out on my own. I'm not accompanied by police officers at all. <laughs>
4: Technically, I'm still wearing the jumpsuit.
0: Yeah, I'm just a guy in a jumpsuit. And suit. he's got the nightstick. <clears throat> he's still got yeah, the nightstick. Yeah. yeah. How how does he yeah. have the nightstick? Jason, take it away. Take it away. What do you think of this? I
2: mean, just oh Jesus Christ. Uh just chokehold city like just oh my god uh I d- this is st- like okay i get it. he he can't prepare for this guy and maybe you want to make the prisoner super scary but it's w- what like 95 percent of this match is Sting on the ground being choked like this is a weird fetish video um on here at some point larry says sting didn't count on an attack by a giant mean looking man isn't that professional wrestling? <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious. Like, like I know Zabisco's, you know, the shit he says just comes out like a half a second before he thinks of it. But that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard on this. And it's, we get Sting on the outside getting, you know, we can't have anyone throw
0: someone over the top rope. But God dang, if you can't choke them out with a camera so cable. Just, again, like... What I love is that later on, they say with the NWA, like, well, if, if, uh, you know, when, when Barry Wyndham gets smashed into the guardrail, well, you know, when WCW, that would have been DQ. Well, if you choke him with a cable, fair game. Yeah, man. Yeah.
2: I have the same, it's like, you know, uh, uh, if it's just there, that's fine. But if you use it, uh, I just like, so I just have not nails as a giant bag of shit. Um, and then also if. If Nails, is this is a bounty match, okay? So the thing I, I've never understood about bounty matches is, okay, so you're not really there to win. You're there to take someone out. So don't you get paid if you take them out, not if you win. So if you lose, why not continue to beat the shit out of them when the bells ring? Because then there are no rules. Right. Especially for a guy named The Prisoner um, to to just, oh, well, Sting beat me. He tries for some move. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not taking the stinger splash. <laughs>
0: You're just gonna have to win with a body slam or something. Um, and, and no, this is a two. I, I tried to quickly workshop any ideas for, like for a, a name besides the prisoner, and I was like, what if they called him Screws? I was thinking Screw.
1: <laughs> yeah. With the, Z on the, end? <laughs> the Screws. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> you
2: know that came know. up, and and then you can keep him at Christmas time. He can be Ebenezer Screws. God dang,
0: it just sells itself. Charlie, what do you think? Is it, it a, a little bit higher? Maybe a seven? Are we in six territory? Oh. Maybe maybe six territory. Are we there?
1: All right, asshole. All right. You know, I see what you're doing. No, I'm not. I'm, I, 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 uh,
2: don't be condescending to him, Will. Let him give it a ten like he wants to. Oh,
1: and We can move please. on. So, okay. All right, we're going to have to talk this out. Um... <laughs> Because I just thought of another example, and I'd written one when I was watching the match. So, do you remember when Ray Traylor was in WCW, and he was he, he was going by the name The Boss, Yes. and WWE put out a cease and desist, right, right, and then Scott Hall shows up on Nitro in '96, doing basically Razor Ramon, and WWE, and and he wasn't really doing Razor Ramon. I mean, but he just he was. He just had a little bit of the accent that he was doing. WWE puts out a cease and desist because they say he's acting like Scott Hall. This is nails, like 100%. The only reason I can think that they wouldn't file a lawsuit is because of the one that nails was putting on Vince. But this is way more blatant than any of those other things, it, it, even down to the nightstick yeah. that he's carrying. Which and you heard, you now, heard
0: the crowd. They immediately are chanting Boss. Oh, and fuck Vince. <laughs>
1: Oh, I oh, I thought um,
0: I I thought I heard a fuck Vince chant. I heard I thought in maybe later. I heard in the beginning I thought Boss Man, which yeah makes sense. Possibly when he was coming down to the ring, that's what I
1: thought I heard from the people uh, that were sitting uh, you know on the aisleway. Uh, they could yeah they could have been chanting Boss Man. It's just weird. It's just like maybe w, maybe, maybe he's not a, a high profile enough wrestler to even worry about this sort of thing. Um, but I just find it odd what WWE decides to litigate over. Because, I mean, this is so blatant. The prisoner? Like, not even Nails, the prisoner. Not the ex-prisoner, the ex-con. It's like, is this, is he going right back to prison like Robert Downey Jr. and U.S. Marshals? Like, right after this is over? I'm curious to
0: what you said, though, is if it has something to do with either A, the lawsuit Nails has, or even B, the steroid trial, where it's like, are they, because I know they meant We have too much. I know they mentioned a thing about the Steiners, but that was also back earlier in the year. So that would have been before that stuff was really heating up I don't know man that's a it's an interesting call it's never there's never any rhyme or reason to it you know there's no consistency no. to it
1: no it's it's either the nails lawsuit thing or I think it's just because he's too low on the totem pole and you know it's not like WWE's losing money by having him in WCW right because uh, no one liked him anyway right. but anyway let's um, to get to the match uh, how long has sting had this theme? Now, do we think the man who the the, the Yes, man, the man called Sting. It's only it's well, maybe a, a year if that. A year. Okay, that's a pretty good amount of time. The fans don't know it. The fans like when you hear a wrestler's theme you just expect everyone to react a certain way. Nobody oh. reacts at all until Sting actually comes out of the curtain and the song is playing for about 10 seconds before he comes out of the curtain. Nah. And I thought this, that was just bizarre cuz even I, I didn't watch WCW a whole lot back then, but I knew that song, and because I knew Sting, and it's just WCW was always weird about entrance themes anyway, Be, like they always seemed to mean way more to WWE, <clears throat> especially at the time. So I, I, I don't know. Like I, didn't they keep playing the same like WCW Revenge Good Guy theme uh, anytime one of the legends came out? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was
2: wondering if that was uh, network dub or what.
1: I don't know. I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't bad, but it was like the same shit. And then, and then the opponents would come out, no cut in the music. It's just the same song. Come on, it's, you've heard it. All right, get c- come on out. Um, but Jason, you pointed it out. The thing that I was focusing on was that Larry described him as a giant, mean-looking man. That's mm-hmm. the part that I focused in on because it was like. I'm, that's like the nicest way to describe nails or the prisoner. Uh, it's yeah. What's our old joke well with the uh, when the, when you fill out the job application or you you sign the check? And, yeah, pr- pr- last name prisoner, first name Bo. Yeah.
0: Quite the LinkedIn oh, profile yeah. for the prisoner. Yes, very much aliases.
1: Yeah. Um, I've earned this badge. So, so to further what you guys were saying about the guardrail thing, uh, it it seems to me that in the WCW and NWA are in agreement that over the top rope, uh, is a disqualification, but only if you throw them. It has to be a throw, because like, mm-hmm. it's like some of these other rules are different, like that that shit with the guardrail. Um, very strange. the the prisoner thing with the with the with the cable. I mean, I just think of Justin Roberts every time. Mm-hmm. I see that now and, and like, Oh, he's Justin Robertsing him. Yeah. it's just, and then sting wins, but uh, when has sting ever like done a stinger splash and then a cover
0: in the, f- like are you talking about for the finish?
1: So towards the end he hits him with the stinger splash and then covers him and he, he kicks out of that. But it's just cause even the commentators are like, this is the setup for the scorpion death. Ocean. Oh, oh, he's oh, he's covering him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, to, 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 even Tony's only time surprised. they did something like this was when he wrestled Sid at Havoc 90. He does a stinger splash and cradles him immediately. Mm-hmm. But it, Okay, no no,
1: that makes that makes way more sense, dude. Yeah. I I I get that. Like that's something you would do I would do in the video
4: game.
0: But he looks like he's like, you know, I don't even want to try this. I don't even I,
1: I, don't, I this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, just cover. You know, it's like I'm and, like,
2: hey, hey, what do you want to do? I want to choke you. Great. Okay, so after you choke me, what do you want to do? I want to choke you some more. <laughs> All right, cool. Do you have anything else to feedback? Yeah, can you lay down and I can choke you then? I, I just want to punch this <laughs> punch you in the chest.
1: This guy, this yeah, this guy can wrestle. Like he he wrestled like I can't remember his name, but he wrestled in the early '80s. He looks completely different if you look up those. Like he actually looks like he's in shape. Uh, like, I'm, this is all this character, but this choking thing is all that he seems to have committed himself to. Uh, this, this match is terrible. It, it's bad. And, and like I said, to go back to something I said, I think, two years ago, why Sting was so loyal to WCW when they would pull this shit yeah. on him yeah. is just baffling to me. Like, he wins the match, and I still think it was it was a bad thing for him. You know, like because he it's because it, apparently even someone in WCW thought the same thing too because we see him again later on, getting back into an older feud that actually worked that he's
0: worthy of. Uh, it's it's just strange, man. I gave it a three. Are we sure the prisoner is not Vigo the Carpathian outside the painting? This, <laughs> that's the other thing I think of with nails or the prisoner is. <laughs> And then, and then once his head died, the prisoner
2: said, <laughs> I was he violated born on a of blood. Uh, <laughs> um,
4: That's great.
0: Um, <laughs> I have just two other things, two things to add to this. You guys have hit everything very, very clearly. Um, Nick Patrick does the, very audibly says, get in the ring, damn it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> So fun. You can't tell the he's,
2: prisoner what to do. It, yeah, he's right. a prisoner, but he obeys the referee. He obeys
0: the ref. Um, yeah, and then the second thing is, when Sting, by the time he gets up the ramp and he looks back at the ring, he has the look on his face is the visual representation of "Thank God" from Rocky Three, like that. <laughs> what like at at the end of (laughs) the the ring announcer at the the end of thunder thunder lips rocky match he's like thanks for coming out thank god (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see you next year thank god and he just (laughs) throws the mic stink Stink does not look happy to have been a part of this at all so that's that was the other thing that was just really funny i do love they try to save face for the for for the prisoner, like well, regardless, he's he's made an impact here. Yeah, he'll be gone. I don't remember anything else that this guy does. This it'll anything. I, I I'm curious how much longer he is with them beyond this because I I really care. I I remember it's a short sentence. I I, <laughs> I remembered this match from highlights from the old Sting unmasked tape that came out in the late '90s when they they. They tried to release their tapes of like DDP, you know, Sting, couple of the guy whoever was really hot, you know, at the time of that time period for them. I, mean, I think they probably did a Goldberg one as well, but with the Sting one, since they had this whole catalog, I remember seeing the top rope clothesline that came out of the smash. Obviously there's not a lot else that could be a real highlight to, to talk about with them, but I'm just curious, whatever they do with this, with, with nails. Again, I'm curious also, was there any, what was he like backstage? with these guys you know what i mean like what happened what happened in the back can you imagine if he'd gotten his hands on bill watts that would have been fun that would have been a fun tale to tell <laughs> hey
2: mr wrestling too you got any percocet <laughs> just like here's
0: another oh, here's man. another entertaining bit this was oh by the way i gave it a three i'm yeah that's that that's what uh, i need i'm sorry about that all right, gave it a 3 right <laughs> you're good um we talked about that match a hell of a lot more than it deserved oh yeah yeah, man. I don't we gave that the, some time. The only other thing I <laughs> could say is I don't think anybody could be less one dimensional than Nails. There are wrestlers. Yeah, where do you go from how do you reform him?
1: I, yeah, like it's just what do you do with his character?
0: I, I don't hmm. know. Give give him some Maracas and a sombrero and Call himself El Nails. I don't know. Do something. <laughs>
4: Whoa. <laughs> he's,
0: he's, he's the community service guy.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
2: the million one man.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, oh, God. So now this is this is pretty entertaining. Eric Bischoff is with The Crusher and Ox Baker. Now, um,
1: Snake Plissken's
0: opponent. <laughs> Who I'll tell you, I don't think he I think he's in both a, a, a comedy and like of He's stoned out of his mind. He, he is Dude, he's, Charlie, he's, you know what I wrote? Wrong. I wrote for him. Ox Baker needs more choices and he keeps finding more. Because he is Yeah. He, does. he is doing so much business. And it, He's like, Do these pants fit? <laughs> they do. And
1: just... He just he won't stop do,
0: moving. Do I have a parakeet? No, I do not. I have not been to the pet <laughs> store recently. All these just it's all over the place. What do you guys have from this?
2: It's Ox Baker, the one-man improv group. He yes ands himself for like two solid minutes. It's incredible. But he, you know And then there was the <laughs> the one thing I w- There was the time I beat Snake Plissken yeah, in New York. Yeah. Ah, he says it. Says it. Uh yeah, it is I don't know. This is the the Dear. legends are getting old. That's for sure. Uh In more ways on. than one. My uh my audacity just like froze.
0: Okay, here here we'll take we... It's all right here. Hey. We got one thirty five thirty six. One thirty five
2: three. Oh boy, hang on. Oh, what what are you trying to tell me, computer? You want to tell me anything? <laughs> Instead, of just give me the spinning circle of death. All right, hang on. All right.
0: All right. God dang. You ain't got to get hot about it. All right. Here we go. We're back. All right. It's all right. God dang. God
4: dang, son. It's sensual. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to bring it back. I want to bring it's it essential, back. Essential.
0: Essential.
2: essential, essential illustrious. Essential. That's right.
0: Um, Whoa. But uh, <laughs> what's funny, though, is. When that guy dials in, like, he's the one guy, like, when he turns it on, I'm like, I can see why this guy was the most feared human being in wrestling. Because there are a couple moments where, like, he's dialed in before he loses his train of thought a little bit, where you're just like, yep, that's a really good wrestling heel. A couple times. Not not meant, Just a couple times. Anyway. um, All right, so that leads us to our, uh, I lost the page. There we go. Oh, here we go.
4: It's yeah. our cage
0: match. Yeah, so we've got um, our challengers, Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat, also known as, for this match, Dos Hombres, um, taking on the Hollywood Blondes. We can call them that finally properly, who are the World Tag Team Champions. Man, it's good It's good to be here. But first, man, I... Um, I didn't know what to think when I saw Steamboat and Douglas come out. I really didn't know what to think.
1: I, I, <laughs> I thought it was Edge and Christian. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: so I thought like did some, this? did some legends like wander off.
0: Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I, and I think they try to explain it like it they they, do they wear these when they won the tag belts last time. Is that? What they say, so we have to wear them forever. Yeah,
4: Steamboat I
2: think
0: they said something. Yeah, they, like that.
2: they beat them once. I think they were like, you know, the whole faces disguised themselves thing. I've got a whole bit on it here in a second, but yeah, a, uh, almost as says, Bisco, like, Steamboat lets everyone know that, that, that it's Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas under there. Maybe Shane Douglas. We don't ever hear him talk. Um, but, you know, like, hey, we're just going to wear this because it worked last time. Like, what the shit?
1: It's yeah. fucking dumb. Like, you want to see Ricky Steamboats, and you want to see Shane Douglas. Well, maybe. But, it's like, imagine, I've never seen anything like that before. It's not like these are jobbers or anything. Like, these are, like, Ricky Steamboats, pretty well-known, well-established wrestler. It's an odd choice. And, and like, it, it would have made sense if Austin had been able to pull the mask off. Right. Like, within the first minute. Like, I'm like, okay. As long as I can see his face. There's... Because, like... How do you sell? Right. Like, Steamboat's a great seller. And it's like, well, we're not going to be able to see his face. So, I don't know. Add to that. And Shane Douglas. And you're in a cage. Like, that's even harder. You're in a cage. It's even
0: harder. Like, that's always an obstruction already to seeing him.
1: I thought there was going to be some kind of twist that it wasn't Shane Douglas. Because, I don't know about you, but this is how I imagine Shane Douglas acts when Target closes at 10. (laughs) Like, Like, when he did that little dance. Like, have you ever seen Shane Douglas move like that? I was like, that can't be him. You know, because like there are even moments like even when the match first started, I was like, well, I'll be able to tell them apart. They're two completely different wrestling styles. And there were times where I was kind of confused. It was like, like, <laughs> like who was Dean and who was Douglas? Like, and that's what made me think it wasn't Shane. But, you know, we never figured it out. We,
0: I wondered again. Hey, was the gear, did the gear make it to the show? Did they go to Dory Funk and say, hey, what do you got? And he's like, I've got these. Here you go. <laughs> Who knows? Like it's it's You look like you're a 68 sombrero.
2: Tori, <laughs> 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 he just like eyeball gauges people and it's horrifically off, yes. but they just take it. <laughs> it's Dory funk.
0: Um so um another sign. I don't know if you guys saw this one, Hollywood. Oh, yes. Hollywood blonde Wait, Hollywood ahead. Blondes, silent movie, all lip talk, no action. Blondes is spelled B-L-O-N-D-S. Um, and I love that perhaps these people have never actually seen a silent movie because it's uh, when they say there's a lot yes. of action. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> it's nothing but action. <laughs> have they
2: have they never seen Buster Keaton's never the general? Seen,
1: Yeah, Buster Keaton, yeah, Harold Lloyd? It's nothing but
0: action. Like, I think he was describing his own sign. Uh, Tremendous effort put into this sign, but completely moronic. I mean, um, right off the bat, take the mask off, steamboat. I just that. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God, dang, kid! I want to see you sell. Um, I, this is one one thing Larry says I genuinely love is that like all these wrestlers try to act so badass, you know, when they're they're on the thing, and even he does himself at times. But I love he's like, you know what? Um, I'm not into cage matches. Uh, I you know I. Uh, I love I, that. I, I don't want to get all. I you know I, I, that's not for me. I don't want to get all cut up.
1: I sh- I sold out Shay Stadium with uh, Bruno San Martino in a cage match and. I never wanted to do it again. Yeah.
4: Just.
0: So there are some incredible Austin bumps in this match. Incredible. The um, uh, the backdrop to to, to into the cage. My That's the one. my God. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Austin hanging from the cage, falls right as one of one of them hits the, the good the, the splash. Oh my God. It's Douglas. Yeah, okay. There we go. Um. Uh, I the um I love the the foreshadowing Larry gives to Austin. He's like you know this guy's coming along. You know maybe he's gonna be one of these legends if he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Double foreshadowing. Right. It was crazy. Um. What's with the bell that rings? Oh, I don't know. What's What's with that? I mean, of course we need to do the preface that this is not your kind of cage match. I understand. It's all just bonkers. Like. Why are you breaking up stuff? Why are you even in there? I get it. Rope no, right. No, of course. Of course. <laughs> but the, when that bell goes off, it's just, I swear the referees must be so annoyed with this show. They're like, why are you interfering during this count? That's, the, this is the finish. Kanitsky, what the fuck are you doing in the ring? Nails, put the cable down, man. It's, uh, ca- <laughs>
1: that, that bell ring is so weird. Cause it's very clearly a two count. Right. Like it doesn't even look close.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. But it's the match does go into this really cool overdrive where all of a sudden Steamboat comes off the top of the cage. There are at least three or four false finishes within thirty seconds that they they seem to come close to getting on both of them and they don't, and then out of nowhere, a perfect stun gun just mm-hmm. boom pops. Is that Douglas he gets or is it Steamboat?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a I- double Irish whip, but the wrong guy gets reversed. Right. <laughs> and Austin just catches Eat him and it. stun yeah. guns him.
0: Yeah, it, it looks, it's probably my favorite finish of the show. Oh, yeah. Blondes pick up the <clears> win. <throat> um, I like this. I gave it a seven. I thought it was really, really strong overall, despite the prerequisite. We hate these types of cage matches. I get it. No doubt about it. But taking all that into a, removing that and just watching the action of it. The blondes are so much fun to watch at this point. Their theme music, by the way, is probably my favorite of this show. That Phenomenal. that is some fucking awesome theme music. So, um, yeah, that was a good time. I gave it a seven. Jason, did you like it?
2: We got a world tag team title match, and Larry Zabisco is talking about his fucking shoelaces.
1: Yeah, he's gonna make millions.
2: <laughs> yeah, when he bronzes them and sells them, uh, <laughs> we 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 get a uh, you know the. I just uh, would love whenever back in the day before Austin really hurt his neck, uh, anytime he took a big bump, he would just go, Oh, my stack of dimes. Just like every time. <laughs> uh, it's just all I say. Larry Zabisco gets his third whole lot of gurney line of the night here. Um, and it's a cage match, and the heels have to hide that they're cheating with the towel. I oh, know, I know. Like I know. one time. One time. Uh, the, the, uh, the faces, because I, I'm just going to call them that, uh, get a double 10 punch, but it's off by like a punch. So the crowd doesn't know who to count with. Eh, one, one, two, two, two eleven. Like it's just, it's really off. Um, at some point there is the, who is the legal man bit, but it's not for the two guys who are in the full body suits who look the exact same. No, it's who is the legal man between Austin and Pillman. Two guys who look very different. I, I don't understand. It's more bad refing on here. Uh, then here, here I go with this. The bit, the disguise gimmick to me works if if it's really short. Um, you know, it's like, or if you don't know who it is. You know, like if it's like Dean Malenko dressed as Cyclope, like that's a disguise gimmick that works because it's a huge payoff. Because like, holy shit, it's Dean Malenko. Um, kind of thing, and that works. When they come out and say, or, or like when Edge and Christian were the Conquistadors, it was funny. It also didn't last long, either. When Steamboat and maybe Shane Douglas come out and Steamboat says, we're just going to dress like this, and Steamboat only takes his mask off when he finally, where he's going to jump off the cage, he's like, okay, I don't want to kill myself, so I need to be able to see. It just, it went on way too long. It, it got to the point where it annoyed me and distracted me from this this really good match, because this is a really good match. Um, you know, so I give him some minus points for that, but then Larry's abisco, God bless him, drops a Captain Planet reference. So yeah. I gave it a six. He's a company <laughs> towing the TBS yeah. line He's a, He's a, company. a company man. A company.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So you gave
2: it a ten. So yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I gave it a six, bro.
0: Nah, bro, gave that a six. Charlie, did you like this? Yes or no? Did you like it? Not
1: really. Okay. But, but it has nothing to do with the Hollywood Blondes and everything to do with this stupid masked shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just couldn't get past it. Um, and, and yeah, that I, I really couldn't because I was like, okay, where's the payoff? Where's the payoff? Mm-hmm. Well, we just felt like wearing it. I'm going to need a little more. You know, this isn't, th- this is like, there's like DDP as La Parca and then there's this you yeah. know it, it just I couldn't get past it's so i couldn't get past it. I, I i i love no, it I couldn't get, no because because it's like well is that really steamboat like he moves kind of like him or yeah it's just it's like yeah like if sting could have had the best match ever with the black scorpion but i still would have just been sitting there like who the fuck is that guy like why would you why would you do this it makes absolutely no sense and yeah, Austin is bumping like a champ. Some of the shit he says is hilarious. <clears throat> uh, throughout the whole match, I loved hearing the theme. I loved when, um, I think it's Steamboat, when he hangs Austin upside down, he mimics the Hollywood blonde's uh, pose uh, with the camera. Uh, like he's filming Austin, like just hanging there. Looks great. But then that botch happens and you're just like, oh, God. Uh, yeah, Steamboat jumping off the cage looked Pretty cool. I I like that the camera actually backed up, like, zoomed out, like, because it was, there wasn't enough uh, bodies in the camera because of how high he got. Yeah, that was really great. But overall, nah, I gave it a four.
0: All right, well, we got Eric Bischoff with Mr. Wrestling (laughs) 2, and uh, I guess, hey, hey, Stu Hart's here, folks. Dude, how weird (laughs) is
1: it to see Stu Hart in WCW? Like... (laughs) I, I, Are we sure he
0: knew he was at
1: WCW? Are we sure? Dude, so, so the most I, nervous I got the whole show is is when he gives him the microphone. <laughs> the problem now like, oh is... Oh, God, is it unintelligible? All Stu I, all
0: I oh. hear with st- when Stu Hart talks is every Stu Hart impression ever made by Brett or anybody. You know, when
4: they... <laughs> <laughs> yes, it
0: was. <laughs> What's funny, though, is he just proceeds to talk about his family tree. Yeah, <laughs> for like mm-hmm. for, for like thirty seconds right. talking about. Oh, my, what, my I daughter
1: got... married a wrestler, and he just said, yeah, I've I've read the. Book. And you can just see the look yeah. on Bischoff's yeah,
0: so... face, like I gotta find a way out of this. <laughs> yeah, yep. I don't
1: have any of those guys signed. Do not mention
0: names. <laughs> All my sons are wrestlers, but fuck them. Let's talk about my son-in-law.
1: <laughs> You're right. Let's... He fucks my daughter. Once again, yeah.
0: Mr. Wrestling 2 looks like he's going to sign you up for a mortgage before he's actually going to beat you up. That's that's what he, he sounds like. Well, you know, if you come in, it's going to be about, you know, 3%, 3% or something. I mean, I don't know. And then yeah. kayfabe. I'm,
2: I'm Mr. Wrestling 2 for reverse mortgages. <laughs> oh, God. It's like Mi- Mr. Wrestling 2 and Frank Thomas are trying to sell us uh Dick pills, Mister, and she'll like it too. (laughs) Like, sorry, those commercials.
0: I hate them. I I hate. They need to combine that with the reverse mortgage, (laughs) to where you've got dick problems, but you also need some money. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, did you, uh, did you get
2: yourself screwed out of essentially owning your own home and being able to leave it to your kids? Well, you're going to need extend so that your dick can get (laughs) hard. <laughs> the financial, the financial stress will give you ED like a motherfucker. Just, oh. that. I'm, I'm sorry, but that would be the best commercial ever. It's a dude just laying it out for you, yeah, like right here. Yeah. Like we're we're not gonna play a coy. We're not gonna wink at the camera. The blood does not flow to your penis correctly because of stress. Take this pill and solve that problem.
4: <laughs> you, fill the
2: bag. You got dick problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you just get you get the company who used to do the general commercials just have oh, horrible yeah. CGI dicks just rising from the smoke.
0: <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, so Jason, keep just keep it going, buddy. We got the we got the NWA World Title match next. It's Arn Anderson challenging Barry Windham. Man,
2: this was weird to see Arn Anderson challenge for a world title. Like, I felt like he came out and should have been confused. It's like, wait a minute, this isn't the TV title? And this, but it is also Arn Anderson not wrestling like Arn Anderson, if that makes any sense. Uh, Because he's real quick, heavy attacks and some pins. And then when it's something, you know, I, I don't remember Arn getting as frustrated after every two count throughout his normal matches. But, like, he's, like, legitimately selling the urgency of this is, you know, my shot, my world title shot, or NWA, World Heavyweight Championship shot. Um, So, and, but Barry's just, like, taking it. He's just, like, everything. He's just like, no, nope, nope. And then the first offensive move Barry gets is like that just nasty punch. Mm-hmm. Just floors aren't. Like, the crowd, ooh, ooh, we go. But uh, I, too, I'm as soon as they drop that line about the separate rules for WCW and NWA, like I just, I heard it and I checked out, like it, it just gets, it, it doesn't make any sense. Um, Barry Windham gets gushed and finally turns back into psycho killer Barry Windham, who I just love. And Zabisco, I could have done without Zabisco being able to say that he could see the cut from the, where he's at. Um, I mean, just, you know, the, uh, yeah. That knee, I think uh, that knee to the back of the neck there, that could not have felt good. Um, and then why Arne Anderson was not DQ'd for shoving the referee multiple times, I don't understand um, at all. Like it, then Barry just, wait, wait, he just doesn't even get a superplex. Arne's like, I ain't taking a superplex, pal. I'll pull out my Glock. We're not going to have that. Uh this, I mean, it was just kind of run of the mill. Like you would think that like two members of the Four Horsemen going at it, and I really do think it should have been saved the first time. It Should have been Flair, like and Barry. I think that would have been so much cooler. What's what's wrong? You stuck with my dick pills and then two Four Horsemen going at it.
0: I keep feel like I'm in the Naked Gun and like Frank. <laughs> And Frank Drebin has gone to the bathroom with the microphone on because I keep oh. I don't I keep hearing all this business going on in the background like somebody's like <laughs> yeah what
2: is that I don't know if it's it's not going to be on the recording I hope but you know oh. where I had an incident with my headset and so like my microphone piece of this headset is, is not attached to the headset it dangles so if I move it hits at, like Are you my moving chest. a lot right now. Yeah, because I'm, I'm using it to exi- uh, to explain it, but that's not what's plugged into the computer, and I don't think anyone would have known <laughs> had, had you not called me out for trying I, to take I a didn't... piss in the middle of a two-hour Oh, no! <laughs>
1: Wait, you actually addicted <laughs> <you actually laughs> <you actually laughs> the no. Plane,
2: no, no, I'm not. I would have <laughs> whistled. I would have, like... <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh-oh. Uh, oh, 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 Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the land of the free, I don't know, but uh, I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, um, <clears throat> overall, though, <laughs> did you like this? I mean, the busted open thing too, man. When he gets busted open, <laughs> that is good. That's yeah. some dang good color. Yeah. And the fact it's only half his face yeah. made it even look
2: more freakier. Uh, I would given it a five overall. Charlie, do you like
1: this at all or what? It's okay, yeah. the The blood is great. Did we do we know how he got busted it's... open? I remember Tony saying the guardrail. Yeah. The guardrail. Yeah. But yeah, I just I didn't see it. Um, it looks amazing, and yeah, like the fact that it's only covering half of his face, so he looks like a Batman villain. Uh, I I really like that. Arn, Arn doing this frustration with the two count thing is strange. Yeah, it's. It's not quite him. He's he gets a couple of really cool moments, like the spinebuster gets a great pop, um, but he keeps like shoving the ref, and it's just very unArn Anderson. And, it, and like Jason said, it's is really kind of a novelty to see him fight for the world title, because uh, I don't think I ever saw that, and and I always loved Arn Anderson. And yeah, like he, they, they work a pretty decent match. I, I do love the. This is this might be the slowest walk up the ramp I'm done with this match that I've ever seen, uh, that Barry Windham does, when he grabs the belt and he's like I'm going home and just come on
0: Arn where are you,
1: you know? Yeah, yeah it's who, who it's, was the heel in this match? Yeah, it's I, I don't know, <laughs> I the fans really seem to like Barry Windham, so it, I don't because because as as I recall from the previous show I think Windham is the heel. I think that's yeah. what we're going with here, but it's the fans love them, so like, it's it's hard to, to to work with that. It's okay, uh, nothing great. It could have been better. I gave it a four.
0: Um, I actually I enjoyed Arn getting frustrated with the ref because I felt like it was a believable. It's like it's his maybe his only chance. And I don't know if he ever wrestled for a world title again. I don't know. I don't know if he ever did. I probably err on the side of no. 'Cause I certainly know by the time we get to ninety six and beyond, whatever's left of him, he's not. And I really whatever's left. I mean I really don't and I really don't think like even when Hogan first arrives in the in the red and yellow he does again either. I so I, I I kind of I kind of appreciated him like shoving the ref and getting all like, Oh God, why'd I do it? Why'd I do that? Why'd I shoot him <laughs> in the face? <laughs> you know <laughs> Why did I do it? I'm sorry, Brock. <laughs> But um no it 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 was all right it definitely felt weird though at the same time like it it, it and I think it was the fact that there wasn't a clear face versus heel in this it just it, it, the I kept also wondering was like was this thrown together because of the event like it would be nice to have these two guys in a in a semi main event because of the lineage, the history, and stuff like that. I, you know, that's why I like the novelty thing you said, Charlie. That it's a novelty because, definitely, it it, it um, it felt like specifically a novelty for this type of show since it was all about, you know, the legends and pyramids and all that bullshit. But um, you know, I I, 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 I gave it a five. I liked it. I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. I, great touch when somebody's bleeding and the other guy has white trunks. It looks awesome. It just looks like somebody's just, I mean, it really just adds to the look of the whole thing. And, man, I'll tell you this. It's not like they really took much care of that ring after this match because, man, this thing still looks like soaked for the next match, too. There's blood everywhere.
2: It is. It is pretty nasty and gnarly looking. But that makes it adds to the, the big hoss fight feel that it gets.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, it does. Yeah. I, I also underrated move is when the um, the face hits their finisher and the heel cleverly just rolls out of the ring. Love it. I love, mm-hmm. dude. That was one of the coolest parts. Is like, wow, he's a smart
1: champion. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I'm getting out of here. This is now. This is where we we get the wax poetic of whether it's a DQ if they throw them over the top or if the momentum yeah. carries them over the top. Or so whatever Arne, bullshit, because we've seen it before with the DQ, with going over the top with their own momentum from the Arne two out of three Yeah,
1: he slingshot, and 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 by the way, like that is Barry Windham landing on the hardest part of the ring, and that is bad. Like when he hits that, it's just painful to watch. But yeah, that's where the whole discussion begins. And it's like, well, I mean, he absolutely did that. Like that's a DQ. Arn's DQ'd
0: like four times in this match. I, again, I think the refs are just like, hey, you know what? I just want to get to the end. I just want to get to Greensboro. Is,
1: is my check signed? <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's all I want
0: to know. Well, that leads us right in, uh, Charlie, to our, um, our main event, I believe, right? There's nothing in yes. between this, right? There's nothing in between. I think we just go to the main. No,
1: it's a straight shot.
2: No, uh, because they tell us about something that don't show us.
1: Oh, one the... thing we haven't mentioned that, that, that's happened twice, we keep getting Beach Blast promos.
0: Yeah, we do.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if we got one here, because after, after the first two or something, I stopped writing it down.
0: I wish we could have seen some of the public workout. Would have liked to have seen that. That's what I was yeah. talking about. Yeah, it's
2: like, here's this thing, here's where all these people are getting injured, but it's like, it's a show, don't tell. Right situation which is not good storytelling we won't bore you with the details we won't bore you if ron simmons getting injured at a workout we won't bore right. you with this other person it's like we're vader touring or around the jack country just jack. mauling people jack, is jack getting yeah.
0: killed yeah. Wow. um <laughs> so then we have our main charlie it's the british bulldog davy boy smith challenging big van vader for the wcw world heavyweight championship
1: so this is pretty cool uh, I remember reading in Brett's book that when Davey told him that he was leaving the WWF to go to WCW his, his reasoning was that he was getting more money and they were promising him a world title and I remember reading that and going I don't remember seeing any him even getting a shot so then this comes up and I'm like well that might time out right because uh, well, SummerSlam 92 he's still there He's there for a little while, and then he's gone, and here he is. And now all of a sudden he's getting a world title shot. So, and Because obviously Davy never gets the world title. so And never really heard any more of the story after that. But this is a nice change of pace, I think, for the main event. Because I think we've kind of been seeing the same guys revolving around this championship. And, oh, here's the British Bulldog. Well, let's see what he can do in, in, a, in a big match. Because he certainly, at this point in time... Uh, never got a world title match in the WWF. Uh, That wouldn't come until, I believe, 96. Uh, I absolutely love this spot where Vader hits Bulldog as hard as he can with that short-arm clothesline move that he does, and and Bulldog doesn't even budge. Yeah, like, it was kind of a shock to see that at first, because, I mean, it's not like Vader was pulling his punches on it. Um, It had the full effect and nothing. And then he does a standing, uh, that standing kind of splash move. And that did rock him, but he just bounced off the ropes and he was still standing. That wasn't as impressive, but that was, it was kind of cool. Um, and then let's see, we got Vader. I, he goes over the guardrail and scares that lady in the front row, which was really funny. <laughs> and, and then Bulldog's like, uh uh, uh-uh, you're fucked. And he goes and grabs him and he carries him like halfway the length of the ring and body slams him on the ground. Really cool. And, Will, we talked about this over the phone a while ago, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, British Bulldog is not my favorite wrestler by any stretch. I always thought he was kind of limited. But one thing he could do that no one else could do better than anyone was the stalling vertical suplex. And the one he does to Vader is fantastic. It looks so good. Absolutely love that. Um, what else do I have here? He clotheslines Vader over the top rope. Uh, Davey tries to do a crucifix pin. This is this isn't quite the level of Virgil inside cradling Yokozuna. Like it's not quite that, but it's close. It's like why would you do that? I don't care how strong you are. Um, we get to see a Vader bomb. Pretty cool. Looks great. Only a two count. Uh, what was okay. We have to talk about this one. What happened here? Vader jumps off the second rope and does a splash and he really seems to hurt himself. Shit. he connects with the split. Yeah! sure <laughs> Yeah, and he's grabbing his chest and the camera is perfect. Mm-hmm. Like like they knew which camera to go with on this, but he sits in the corner for a while and even after he gets up, he's still rubbing his chest. You know, it's like what 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 the hell happened here? Um Unfortunately, this ends with DQs. There's this really awkward moment outside with Harley Race and British Bulldog where it looks like British Bulldog is gonna choke slam him. <laughs> like and then he like Harley jumps in the air, lands on his feet, and they just stare at each other for a second. And then Bulldog just decks him. <laughs> and it's like, why didn't you just do that in the first place? And we get this kind of schmoz thing going. This is when Sting runs back out. Bagwell comes out. He eats it hardcore. Uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know if they're setting up something else for Davey Boy, like a rematch. Because Davey wins. He wins by disqualification, so technically he should get a rematch. Um, yeah, uh, and, and and I should point out, it's Vader that is the cause of it. He hits Davey with a chair. and Zabisco makes the great observation that he would only do that if he thought he was in trouble. Uh, which I really like that. Um, yeah, this isn't this isn't bad at all. Uh, I gave it a six.
0: Well, what do you say, Jay?
2: I think David Boy Smith needs some more tassels. He just <laughs> doesn't have enough. He's got him in his hair. He's got him on his shoulders. He's got him on his gauntlets. He's got him on his tights. And he's got him on his boots. I mean, give him some fucking nipple tassels at this point. Let's do it. Um Joking aside about the tassels, I like how Davy Boy comes out. He's got his cape, all that. And he's not the British Bulldog, but it's all over his tights. Um, so he had more uh, more gear that didn't make it. Dory Funk was like, uh, I think I got some British Bulldog gear in my bag. You can use their Davy Boy. Vader, meanwhile, doesn't even wear the mask, no cape, no nothing. It's just another fight for him. I thought it was pretty cool. Didn't take him seriously. Uh, at some point during the the, I'm going to charge you and hit you and you know, you don't move like Vader looks legitimately pissed about something and it's hard to tell. Uh, and then a little bit later they do go to the corner for the Ken Shamrock special because Vader looks (laughs) like he is just clubbing the shit out of him. Uh, at this part where Vader gets flipped over the rail, I kind of wanted Vader to do the, uh, Bobby Lashley Roman Reigns spot where he just goes through the barricade and just clobbers that poor old lady. Um, on there the again the stalling suplex to vader super impressive not just for davy boy but vader too because vader's like perfectly vertical
4: yep
2: like he's not dangling or anything you know that's a it's a big body to hold straight like that uh vader he does this and i don't know if he's done it before but he's doing like the elbow drop and they say it's to the thigh I was thinking about, that's a pretty effective move. I don't know why more people don't do that. Like, I'm just going to start elbow-dropping right in the thigh. Well, then,
0: like, he's elbow-dropping um, his always stomach. I thought was his stomach. See, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's a miscall by commentary because the next three that he does are all to his stomach, which look really cool. Yeah.
2: Really do. And they're like, well, the ref's going to admonish him for a close to the low blow. I, I didn't see that. Um, Harley Race just literally gets up on there and goes, hey, ref. <laughs> the ref just comes over and goes, what yes, can, I do, what can I do for you? <laughs> but, I love when the but, refs do that. <laughs> but nothing nothing happens. Um nothing. Like there's there's no smaws or nothing. Uh there's this uh with with the ref spot, there's this cartoon on Cartoon Network called Craig of the Creek, and there's this episode that they do wrestling in, but it's pencil fighting. You guys remember pencil fighting yes. growing up? Yes. So it's the pencil fighting league and Don't mock me. I don't know if you remember remember it or not. I loved it. (laughs) All right. So, the there's a guy that uh, they they're all the kids are coming out in the creek, but they're all like wrestlers. And the one kid that's going is is this he's playing like he's the guy's got to run the gauntlet match. And like the next to last match is this this big dude comes out, and he just has a tree log that he has painted yellow with a little black paint on the end of it and red at the one end saying it's his pencil. And his manager is a little guy with him who literally just comes up and goes, hey, ref. And the ref walks over and goes, yeah, he goes, I want to show you something. And the ref's like, cool, what you going to show me? And he just, the kid's wearing a hat and he just pulls his hat over him and the ref, he he can't get the hat off. I was like, that's the perfect every referee ever. They just, it's so dumb. I can't stand when, when refs just go, well, this is important world title match here, but what do you got for me, Harley Race? Notorious cheater. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, I hate that. Vader goes for the reverse diving headbutt, which is where you dive on the person's head and it hurts you. Um, cause I think that's where he hurts his sternum because they call out that like, I, I think it's before that, the, Oh shit slam. Cause I think he just, that Oh shit just kind of really hurt, but he had already injured himself. Um, Vader goes over and takes a chair. Not just any chair. It's not a folding chair. It's a red plastic it's chair. Like a chair and from I cannot school. Bo-
0: it looks like a school chair. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, from the classroom.
2: Larry Zbysko says, "That's my chair." I can't believe that's the chairs they've got them sitting on that sucks. for these pay-per-views this whole time. But yeah. Vader takes the chair. He hits Davy Boy Smith with it. Nick Patrick goes, "All right, fine. That's it. I'm calling this shit." And then just sets the chair down and poor Larry Zbysko doesn't get his chair back. Um, and then here come the The many faces, a.k.a. only two, is in Bagwell and Two Cold Scorpio, and Vader just clobbers them, and then here comes Sting to chase Vader away. Um, I was hoping that Sid would come out, because, spoiler alert, Charlie, the next pay-per-view, if I believe, has the really cool vignettes where Sting and Davy Boy Smith are hanging out on the beach, and then Harley Race... Vader and Sid Vicious who are now the masters of the power bomb yes. plant a plant a bomb, bomb on a boat <laughs> and sting and I, I believe so I, I don't know if there's really good footage of it uh there's it's like real grainy footage you could find online but it's another kind of white castle of fear vibe uh that they get going on so I was hoping Sid would come out for that because you know Sid doesn't need Colonel Parker but uh, the pilot for their show got.
0: partly cloudy in paradise didn't really take off. <laughs> didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't really take off though.
4: I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> we're
2: just we're just gonna marinate in that for a minute. Um, ironically enough, just like the uh, pilot for Thunder in Paradise, it it ends with Vader faking a sex tape to screw out the. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I saw that pilot. I don't remember that. Like,
0: <laughs> you don't remember Hogan faking the sex the, tape the, with the hotel heiress? That, that, that's uh, no. that's uh, Vader's finishing move in bed as the Thunder in Paradise. Oh
4: God! Is it just
2: he just gets in the missionary position for one good pump and farts for extra momentum? There we go. <laughs> JR After Dark is brought to you by KY Jelly. No pain. No pain when you use KY Jelly. Use promo code SORRYJAN for 20% off. You want not uh, later. He's
3: got the mask on. He's got the mask.
1: Not, not the mask, but the super mask. Yeah. yeah the the yeah. black mask? So that
2: when he comes, just beams, shoots out of his shoulders, too. Oh, I so was, was no gonna three.
1: say. When he comes the steam shoots out. There yeah, is. So
4: yeah, just <laughs>
2: And he's still doing the V, he's still doing the Vader time, but it's not he doesn't oh, no. know that's also oh, the that's shocker. No, that,
1: that's foreplay, <laughs> yeah, dude. That's foreplay.
2: <laughs> <point. laughs> it's time. It's time. It's Vader time.
1: <sighs> Vader so, bomb uh, off the end table. <laughs>
2: the uh, I I did enjoy for all the like I like a good hoss fight. This was a good hoss fight. Davey Boy Smith, you know, I don't think he is as, as hyped as as you know he he could be in some circles, but this was a good fight. I think he he really showed out with Vader and it was a good like, hey, you should be a world title contender. I gave this a six.
0: Did you already met Charlie, did you already do this? Did you already do this, match? Yeah, man. Did did yeah, you already yeah. Do this? Talking yeah. about it for a while. Remember. I'm sorry. Yeah, did, yeah.
2: Did, did Vader's sex tape, like, sent you back in time? <laughs> it, did. it did. It sent me
0: way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, wow. Um, hey, by the way, in, in uh, pen, pencil fighting, was there, I remember this move, was there something called the candy whack, where, like, you hold the pencil, like, you, you basically, you know, you do the flick on, everyone flicks their, you know, pencil, it's a flick strike, onto the other person's Mm -hmm. pencil and then you got a candy whack which is like you got to hold the pencil with like your you know gripping it with like your index finger and your palm and you just got to smash right through it as hard as you could and you know hopefully you broke them because if you didn't well i mean that's a big miss do you is this a move do you remember this and in your uh pencil fighting league do you remember this move huh
2: yeah, in my league because I I have the uh, cartoon. I didn't bother to tell you guys because I didn't want to share the credit. No, I don't remember the candy whack. That's got to be some of your like Charleston slash Nebraska. I remember this on the bus upbringing. because
0: there were there was one guy. He claimed he was the world champ and the US champ, which in third grade I'm a little dubious of uh the accuracy of of, of his uh, proclamation, but nevertheless he was a What
2: was that what was that kid's name? I don't know. Mr. Pencil was it Mr. Pencil Wrestling number two? Did he <laughs> he got invited? He got invited to a graduation but didn't go go because he couldn't wear his mask.
1: Was- From Ticonderoga. <laughs> No, oh, I, I
2: will say this credit to that show because the Vince McMahon kid who comes in to cheat, of course, and you know everyone else has got pencils. He pulls out a click pin. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the kid can't break his click pin. Oh, good times. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know anything about a can, candy whack. It sounds really dirty.
0: All right, well, whatever. I mean, you didn't have to take it there. <laughs>
1: After what we
0: just did, that's not the worst we've said today. Good <laughs> yeah. Lord. <laughs> all right, um, all right. Will, what do you think of the message? So, you so, like it? so, got a couple, couple more signs. I noticed I was taking some. oh, uh, Jesus! First sign: British Bulldog. Next, WCW World Champ. British spelled B R I T T I S H.
4: Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> folks.
0: This is the, the sign the of British. This is the sign <laughs> of the night. The creativity here, amazing. It says V Hop, Vader House of Pain, serving punishment. Nice. <laughs> that's,
4: that's, really... that's the only menu yeah, item. It. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: uh, yes, no I'd like the,
2: the, the punishment with eggs. Do you want cheese on those eggs? No. <laughs> well, you're getting them because it's punishment.
0: Um, I, this crowd is so hot for the Bulldog. It is insane yeah. how hot they are for him. Um, I wonder why. Oh, I mean, like... I I mean,
1: why? Like, no, Like, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a smartass. Like, I never thought he had charisma, like, really, of any to speak of. Like, it's it, he's got a great look.
0: Like, that's like, that's what he's got going for His power moves were he's a really good. Wrestler. He had really yeah, good. Yeah, that power you know, slam's great. The stalling yeah, suplex. Anything like around, any, anything tangentially connected to his physique in terms of like those power moves, because that's what I remember. I mean. Because his promos were pretty abysmal, you know. They're
1: pretty bad. But
0: but they're not like even good
1: bad, like Sid or Warrior. Right.
0: Like, they were just bad. He's one of those guys that, like, I just remember, like, people, whether or not they're my age or, like, you know, people like my dad's age or whatever. Like, they just thought he was just kind of a badass because he just looks so fucking tough. And, like, he could break, you know, the full Nelson. He could do, like, all these really big, tough guy moves, power moves. And, I, I you know, I, I mean, it's, it is an anomaly. It really is, because it's like there's there's not a lot else to uh, the guy. I mean, what he had a fucking dog. I mean, he came to the ring with. I mean, yeah, he came to the ring with a dog. Uh,
1: When he goes back to WWF, I mean, he's a joke, right? Like like like, like in 1998 or nine or whatever. Like like that's crazy. Like how many times did you play No Mercy and and use the British Bull Well,
0: because his power slam was garbage. Like it was just a yeah. It wasn't even a good power slam. so
1: like what and why did they change his look like he's wearing jeans
0: yeah when he remember when he, I, when he I, cut the hair the bulldog really lost it i maybe it was the hair maybe that was the whole thing because remember once he cuts the hair i mean it's it's over i mean it's not really yeah he gets a world title match with brad right. um and that's but but that, but but that's like when
1: he's fucking like that's when they bring martha into the storylines
0: right right
1: yeah and, and it's and
0: what a drag that was and then he's tagging up with Owen. And then I think that's it. Are Do we get clarification? Does he break his nose in this match? They they say it, but there's no real confirmation. They, they can't figure out what happened to his, if his nose was broken or what. I think they settle on it was broken. Do you guys remember that?
2: Yeah, because they think he's bleeding internally. Yeah, that's the other thing. And then, uh... yeah, right, right. Yeah, they they're like go to no, be look extreme. at his <laughs> yeah I, mean, I love it. love it's like uh, in, in cop shows and medical shows if someone's bleeding internally they're dead right they're dead it's like oh internal bleeding we we
0: didn't know in wrestling uh, he'll match.
2: wrestle 10, ten more right. minutes right yeah <laughs> um,
0: there are a couple moves that like I had to write down I was just enthralled with the electric chair drop to Vader <laughs> yep and then he catches the Vader splash into the power slam. Which was I forgot hmm. about that. It is so good. Oh my yeah. God. Um And then that chair shot is just the gnarliest thing I've ever seen. Like he just it's just fuck you. I mean, that is I I, I mean that I think it's mostly because he just grabs like the most random chair. Like the like doesn't even go for a gimmick chair, he just grabs whatever and just clobbers him with it. Um I really liked this. I really did. And it made me think like should they have given, should he have won the match and gotten the belt here? Because I think yes. Well, I think yes. Even if it's for a short period, I think this was the time to do it because the crowd is with it. I think, I mean, with everything going on in the WWF, how hot would it have been to take one of their dudes who was pretty hot over mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. put the belt on him? I mean, granted, that's more like a 98, 99 thinking in 1993. I get it probably doesn't mesh the same way, but man, it just seems like if you're going to do it, Man, this would have been the time to do it, cause man, they're they're all in on him, man. The when he's doing all the stuff you're talking about, you know, where he's he's no selling all those Vader power moves, dude. They're just eating it up. So yeah, so yeah. I mean, they've never seen it before. No, I mean, like it was just yeah. mm-hmm. it's just so cool. And then you add on like you know the stalling suplex, all that other stuff. I gave it a seven. I really like this match. I just feel bad that it has to finish the way it does. Um, and I really do think, like, even with a real finish, it should have been Bulldog going over. Even if, again, like, it's, maybe it's a, it's, it's a kind of a stunt move. Maybe it, 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 it's, um, it's one of those things where it flips again or whatever. I mean, shit, you might as well see what your house shows would be like with him. If he's as pot, I mean, you signed him for a reason. I forget. Remember we talked about his contract, I think, like the last show or something? We talked about how, how much he got paid. I mean, it, it was, he probably wasn't cheap. I don't know. I just, feel like, right. I just feel like if you're gonna do it, take it out for a spin, and see how it is. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't work. But I mean, shit. I mean, it's not the wouldn't have been the first time they 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 try something out with a champ, right? So.
2: Right, and I mean, it, at least it'd be someone different in a title bat title picture for a yeah, while.
0: Yeah, I mean, you get some probably some really cool stuff. It doesn't mean you have to take Vader out of it necessarily. I maybe mean, maybe you do flip it back right. to him so he gets it back to Sting or what. I don't know. I mean, I I. It's still, I know it's it's all in the past now, but I was just I just couldn't help but think like, man, this is there was an opportunity here to do something with him because it never had. I don't. I, I'm hazy on. it. I, I do recall vaguely Jason what you were talking about the the, the the beach blast stuff or whatever, but again that's him in a tag. I don't know singles wise if he mm-hmm. ever gets this high again. I don't know.
2: Do you, Do you think they didn't put it on him? I'm um, stalling so Charlie can do math. But uh, they I've thought maybe C- uh, C- <laughs> oh okay well Cactus Jack would uh, come back sooner so you could have Cactus Jack win and by the time Cactus comes back they're just like ah we've cooled off on you becoming champ because Cactus Jack beating Vader after all that would have been awesome oh yeah you but think it's just they too long Cactus Jack him.
1: the world
2: title I think at that point yes but oh. I think stuff cooled off on him I think maybe the uh, you know the the Flair influence was back where it's time for Flair to like okay I'm I'm ready to, you know, get back in the world title picture. Blah 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 blah. I'm not wrestling Cactus Jack Ford. It. It's either going to be Sting or Vader, you know, yeah. kind of thing maybe.
0: No, that's a good point. I mean, like, I, it's hard to tell with all the the all the moving around backstage. I mean, it's almost like every show we come into, there's a new change within either the top or at least that second tier of everybody who's in a booking committee or whatever. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell what their favorite. I mean, if the stuff of Meltzer saying is true that how hot the how really hot outside of just like us being kids how hot Cactus and Vader were maybe they were waiting and waiting to see what would happen. Then again, it's hard for me to think they'd do it with Cactus in '93. Like it just seems like that's too much of a '99 idea for '93. But maybe they were. Who knows? It's it's just it's interesting that 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 they don't really take any chances. And what's kind of fun is, like, I, I really don't know who when they flip the belt again here with it, if they do. Because I know, obviously, we're tracking towards Flair and, and, um, and Vader, which that was one of the notes I didn't read. But they did one of those, um, Flair for the gold. And you see, and you have, there's an interaction with Flair and Vader, which plants the seeds, I guess, for later on. So, I don't know. It was just something I was thinking about, you know. Um, all right. So, I guess it's time to, oh, wait, wait, we got to. Got a little bit more. There's a few more. A little bit. Little. We got we, a little bit more. Yeah, we got an, a good night. Yeah, we got. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Bischoff with Magnum TA. I, I, he had, of course, he had to make some time for him to come out and do. It. I mean, it's uh, anything with this guys, Magnum TA. Anything.
4: It's, it's just a, like a
2: cookie cutter promo.
0: It's intelligible. I mean, usually Magnum TA. It's like, oh God, like, how's this gonna go?
3: And it was fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He didn't stutter or stumble or anything like that. And
0: then we close up. I mean, oh, man, um, I, po- we close up with Tony uh, or Terry, Larry, and, uh, and Vern. And Vern. And, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just love that Vern was like, you know, that was uh, that was something. You know, uh, uh, he just it's he, and then it's just the the money just starts entering his pockets, and he can speak again, and he says, you know, this is the king of wrestling. Uh, it's WCW. That's that's where it's at, you know, and it's. He
2: basically says he's never watched before. Right, he does. Because he's like, I didn't know that you guys had this level of competition and this mm-hmm. level of competitors. Like, you didn't know, but you showed up. It's like, that's it, it, what he says, yeah. flat out. Yeah. And then admits to having trying to pay the Iron Sheik to break Hulk Hogan's like,
0: That's a different story. <laughs> and then Larry, of course, has to bring back his pyramids line because he thinks it's really good, and, <laughs> he, and and I think like he looks over at Vern to even see like, hey, dude, pretty good, huh? Did you right. hear that? Not bad.
2: Did you hear I that? I've read
0: out. a book. <laughs> uh, it's too funny Did you know I
2: was in Shea Stadium? <laughs> so me, me, I sold it out. You know, mm. uh, who are you fighting, Bruno San Martino? But
0: uh, I sold it out is that that is it then right that is the um that is it all right all right well there we go so that was slamboree 93 how was okay. there how are our ratings charlie how did we do well despite what you guys
4: might
1: think i have
0: it rated at the lowest and you
1: guys are tagged so we have this show rated as a match rating of
0: 4.7 okay mm. okay um Cage Match has this at a 5.17, not bad, mm. pretty close. Um, there are the basically the last three matches: the Cage Match with the Tag Belts got three and a half for Meltzer, three and a half for the NWA World Heavyweight Title Match, and then three and three quarters for the WCW World Heavyweight Title Match. That's the, those are some, I guess, some Meltzer star ratings from the thing, but other than that nothing else got anything shocker um so there we go overall though like i will say like i i i, I appreciated how much like they, they went all in with the legends or like guess what tony's gonna be loaded up with stuff we'll do some of these we'll have some of these little mini montage and stuff i at least appreciate the fact that they they went all in with it because let's face it they're cheap with a lot of other stand a lot of other stuff so you know uh, were those matches all there cracked up to be? Yeah, well, you know, maybe not. So, you know, but overall, actually, I I, I really was not excited. I was like, yeah, Slamboree kind of just seems like, yeah, you know, but. pumping the road. seemed It was pretty enjoyable, pretty enjoyable to go through overall, at least to be able to talk about with you guys. So you guys got any final all thoughts? Right. Any weather, any final thoughts with
2: it? I mean, I think we missed an interview segment with Dusty I, Rhodes,
0: but. eh Oh yeah, because yeah, isn't there? Uh, if I'm, if I'm, there was a challenge, yeah, out it's to the him. assassin <laughs> who uh, said, "You meet me down at the mortgage it and we'll yeah. have this." <laughs> I wouldn't accept a, a challenge from a guy named the assassin.
1: Nope. Yeah, I just
0: now I'm good. Yeah, I'd be, mm. I'd, I'd definitely, uh, yeah, I'd be watching my back too. So, um, I guess I'll leave the so I, we're leaving Slam, we're going to be going to Clash Twenty Three which takes place in June of 93. So, you know, less than a month later, we'll get Clash 23. So that'll be fun. That's exciting. That might be the first show I ever saw, uh, WCW. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so I'm very interested to see what that show is.
2: And we're creeping up on WCW getting more uh, frequent with the shows. Yeah. Because now it's like May, June, and then July is Beach Blast. Yep, that's right. So... and I think August is a Great American Bash or something.
1: A lot of bash. So wait,
0: <laughs> I'll have to see if I missed them. because I, I had before we started the season fifteen years ago. I start. I made a document <laughs> that had like all the shows. Maybe I missed Great American Bash. Is it? They didn't take those off. I know that's. There's got to be one in there because there's Beach Blast on on July 18th. Then my next show was going to be another Clash on August 18th.
2: Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe they just kept the bash as like a tour maybe and did so. beach blast for the event or something. I don't maybe. know. Okay. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll find out next time. So, um, uh, the podcast is on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. We're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. I'm at William Rankin eighty three.
2: I'm at the Jason Kiesler. Hey, and do us a favor. Go leave us some reviews and mm-hmm. some stuff. So other people that aren't been good, keeping with us for the entire 15 year journey of season five here can, uh, can pick us up. That's the best way to get new people on board.
0: I am at CM underscore staff. We'll see you guys again for our clash of the champions. Uh, what was that? 20? Yeah, whatever clash of the champions. We'll see you for the next one. Have a good one.
3: Kick out. Kick out cactus. <laughs> goodbye, my friend.
0: That's a goodbye. Goodbye cactus. Thanks for the great memories, buddy. Cactus
3: does feed McBully.